Welcome back to the Joat Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 110. Dad, not much going on, right? I may have just watched the most exciting sports weekend in I, maybe ever. Wow. Yeah, like I was pumped. And that is to temper expectations for this episode. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, the two basketball stories everybody loves hearing about. Uh, I did want to we'll mention the Raptors-Rockets preseason game. Um, we're going to recap week five of the NFL. We'll talk about John Gruden. Uh, I'm also going to bring up the playoff teams because I, I think out of a possible 14, I think 12 of them, I'm pretty confident, are going to be there already. Playoff teams, what league are we talking about? For the NFL. Thank you. Okay. I thought that's what you were saying, but... Um, Good. It's always good to clarify. That's right. We're going to talk about our ALCS conundrum because there's no other, there's nothing else to call it. We'll we'll talk about some of those games, including the horrible rule that again, baseball, base, baseball they have some changes to make. Just just a few, and then uh, as always, I'm going to do one question for every NHL team, and that will be our NHL preview. Even though we've already watched a couple games. Yep. Because we've seen yep. Pitts, Pittsburgh, Tampa. Yeah, they watched both games. And Seattle, Vegas, which again, great question by Elliot Friedman to ask uh, Anthony Stewart. In 2003, if you heard about Seattle, Vegas. I would have said you're watching um, farm teams of two NHL franchises. Probably Vancouver. Arizona? Or yeah. yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix at the that, time. Yeah. Yes. Or would that have been Winnipeg? No, too far back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll start with the NBA cause that's, it's weirdly, it feels like it's far away, but it's only a week. Like next week, the NBA starts. Yeah. I was thinking same with the NHL. Like I thought, oh, we had some more time and we're already started, but like not a lot. Of, it's like they've really spread things out in a Olympic year Yeah, in the NHL where they have to shorten it up. Like anyway, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's already starting. You asked me, you asked me last night as I put on Pittsburgh, Tampa, you asked, no, nah, I don't want to say, a question of someone that wouldn't know, which was, does this game count? Like, is this game for real? Like, it didn't, yeah. it also, I mean, for what it was, it was a lackluster game, but not in the way we thought. Yeah, exactly. When Jeff Carter's your number one center and it's not 2005, then we got problems in Pittsburgh, but that might be their glory moment for the year. Uh, or glory game because I I don't know I don't they they'll be competitive but they're I don't know I don't think they're much better than Seattle to be honest with you. Uh, the Raptors and Rockets faced off in a preseason game. I feel like it's important to ask because I know you usually watch the Raptors. Did you watch? Yeah, I've watched all the games right up till who did they play yesterday? Because they went back to back. They beat Washington. Oh, I was gonna say was yeah. it, I thought it was Philly. No, Washington. They played Philly back to back before that early last week. Does it feel like one of these teams that it doesn't it once again doesn't matter who's on the court? Like I know obviously you have your your starting five, you have a ten man lineup most likely, but it feels like no matter who they threw on the floor, and I know it's the preseason, so it's not gonna translate to the regular season, but it felt like every Raptors guy that was out there was prepared. Okay, this was part of my good, but I've got like already a zillion good and great from the weekend, so I'm gonna use them. Yeah, so Barnes obviously that's but no surprise there, right? Like he's we, he's like he, a point guard, uh, he, and he's fun. He's he's exciting. He's energetic, 
And I'm so happy that I was so mad that they didn't pick <laughs> Suggs. I don't even know how Suggs is doing, to be honest with you. Um, I saw him hit a logo three. That's that's about oh, all I've okay. seen. I feel like he'll be good. It's just the team around him is bad, like really bad. It, right, right. So, yeah, his true colors may not come out right away. But anyway, um, yeah, so Barnes right off the bat. Uh, I think his name is Precious. Precious Achua, who you. is... At this point, he's he, the starting center. For sure. For sure. Uh, between him and uh, Birch, who played the last, you know, had that 20-game tryout at the end of last year, 12.9 points per game. I'll take that in the middle. Then they've got uh, Batten, um, who is just like, I don't know, he's like a... a Where's uh, Boucher? I was I was gonna say if you're talking about guys in the middle, he sprained his finger. Okay, all right. So, so he's, he's just, out for a few weeks. Okay, gotcha. Because it, it was actually kind of cool to see because all these guys are new, and this other guy, um, Michalichuk. Oh, uh, oh, um, this is gonna be great. Uh, it's uh, Mikhail Luke. Thank you, Mikhail Luke. Awesome. Like he's gonna make the team. Like, yeah. Like it. It. Uh, I was. I seen who they released today. Um, boy, I wish some of these guys had easier names. One of them was, I think one was like Porter, Gillespie. Gillespie oh, uh, was one. Oh, Freddie, Freddie Gillespie. Yeah, a- yeah. And the other guy was, oh, I just because I he played a lot in the Washington game, uh, and that's why I was pretty optimistic because Washington played their guys, and Toronto didn't like um, their main guys didn't even make the trip. They didn't even go right. <laughs> they just played all their their backups in the Porta. I think is another guy. Again, I was trying to write names down, but again, they they try to autocorrect on when I'm trying to put them on my phone, so they look better than what they actually are. Uh, Boncha, Bonka. Oh, uh, Bonga. Thank you. He he actually looks like a like a young um, who's our superstar. Well, I can't even think S- of names. Siakam. Right yeah, he looks like a young Siakam or a young Boucher. Uh, Reggie, Freddie Gillespie, and Reggie Perry. Yeah, Reggie Perry. That's a, that's an easy one. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't. Re- anyway, so yeah, the, it's it's funny. It look, looks promising because you're right. Whoever they put out there, and and I'm not even talking about like the five starters. Like I haven't even talked about Junior Trent Junior. Yeah, like he's solid. So, but again, okay, we're playing Houston, right? You're playing Washington. They're basement dwellers, but you're playing the Sixers. Yeah. Right, I know one of them. They didn't have their main guys in there, but and Simmons showed up. Sorry, g- sorry, you haven't even started your podcast yet. I'm just so excited. No, no, and, no. We're, and we're only talking about NBA exhibition. Yeah, no, right? I started Raptors Rockets. Oh, okay, was my sorry. first was my first NBA thing. Gotcha. It, it just and it's one of those like Yuta Watanabe came back and he said like obviously I'm not going to have the same role I did in the Olympics, but every time he's on the floor, you can at least you feel the energy. You you know that. He may not be the most skilled guy on the court, but he's not going to make terrible decisions. The The Raptors are going to be like the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're going to be tough to play against, right? The, it's always been their motto to play defense, so you know they're going to have that. And, yeah, if the right guy gets the right number of minutes, it this year is, is I think, more than last year is like, a whoa, this team could win 15 games, but they could win 40. Yeah, I, I think they would be... I think by the time we get to April, because it'll be April when we're talking about the play-in, right. I think everyone's going to say, you know, that the Raptors, they're hanging around. I think they're the team you don't want to see. Want to play. You don't, yeah, you don't want to play them. Yeah. 
And this is a team that, at this point, not that they don't need Goran Dragic. He's a great veteran piece. I, I, I didn't mention any of the regular, and they aren't playing that many many minutes because I think they kind of know, you know, their their core what seven, yeah, six or seven. They're gonna know, yeah. And he's like solid. He's gonna get you a couple threes. Yeah, he's no worse than Danny Green. No, that's that's true. And they're gonna start the season without Siakam. Like Scotty Barnes it, is going to get a chance to start exactly, which I think is awesome, considering the schedule they've got and who they're going to play early. And then it's almost like you get a free agent whenever Siakam decides he wants to come and play. I I wonder what they do because because Siakam's going to be out I think until November, maybe even December. But right, what do they do when he comes back? Does it, it turn might not in, be a place for him? Does he turn into? I mean. I feel like six man is a bit of a stretch because I also feel like it's not fair, but Gary Trent's kind of the six man of this team right now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that that just makes your team deeper. If that I think is the difference. If Siakam comes back and doesn't feel like he has to be the number one guy, he, that might be the, his calling card. I think it always has been, but if he, I think it's, I think everyone needs to just say, you know what? This team doesn't have a guy. There's no superstar to this team. They're going to play together, and that's that's what's going to matter. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's always been a team game, but I think even more so for the Raptors. Although these two guys, we've been talking about them the last few weeks, I'm, I'm interested to know from you, who are you more tired about talking about, Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving? Uh, I uh, I would say Kyrie because Simmons now got interesting yesterday, right? He reported, yeah. So now he knows he can't just sit on his chair or his couch or wherever he's sitting, and play this out. He's got to go through the process to get traded. It's not going to be that easy. Ending his holdout, returning to Philly. I'm interested. Game one in Philadelphia. There's no way he doesn't get booed. Oh, absolutely, he'll be booed for sure. We're talking about Philadelphia. There's no doubt about it. I, I this makes this makes this season that's already it's gonna be amazing. It makes it even that much more exciting because we're gonna have Ben Simmons playing his heart out to try to get traded. Exactly. Yeah. Which he should have just done from shut the start. Up, played, tell the GM, Hey, don't send an email or text, go to his office and say, I, I wanna get traded. I'll come here, do my thing, but make a move. Make yeah. a trade for me. That's it. On on the flip side, Kyrie Irving, who we know his vaccination status, we have talked about that quite a bit. But the Brooklyn Nets made the decision that he is not going to be a part-time player. He cannot yep. practice or play with the Nets until he. They didn't say vaccinated. No, nope. it said well. it said like com- not compliant, but uh, until he meets <laughs> the requirements, which we all right. know is just being vaccinated. Yep. I, I feel like the Nets are kind of just ready to move on. It it yep. makes. It makes this team that was supposed to be this juggernaut with three superstars, and now it's Durant and Harden, and as long as this isn't a dark cloud looming over them, it feels like this Brooklyn team has a like an OKC feel, not just because it's Harden and Durant. Right, and, and I think they're taking the right approach because, in my mind, Kyrie's just being a distraction. Right, I don't care if you're the best player on the team or the worst player on the team. When you're doing this kind of stuff... You're not being a team player. Do you think he retires? He might. I don't think. I don't think he loves basketball. Just by his antics and stuff he's done, right? Like, if you love basketball, you're doing. Don't they always say that? Play it 110. percent I'm gonna do whatever I can 
to get out there. Yeah. I, I think they're not like that. There is even before the pandemic. No, there. I think there is a part of Kyrie Irving that's misunderstood because I think if he could just play basketball and he doesn't have to talk to anyone, then he would be happy. But it's the fact that he has to talk to media, which is a part of your job as much as you might not like it. Right. But it just, it's not the day and age we're in. And honestly, I could see him retiring for a couple of years and coming back. Cause he's, I think he's 28. He's drafted in 2011. So he's probably 28 or 29. And I wouldn't be surprised if 31, 32, he comes back because maybe he does love the game this much. And maybe this does push him over the line at some point to maybe, to maybe get vaccinated. Yeah. Maybe he needs to miss basketball, right? Needs to be the, you know, like Michael Jordan went and played baseball for a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even this Brooklyn team gets off to a good start without him. And then he says, you know what? This seems like a lot of fun. I want to join these guys. Right. You can get a Johnson and Johnson, and two weeks later, you'll be good to go. That's right. Uh, to the NFL, where this John Gruden thing, we knew about the emails a week before he resigned. Well, listen, we knew about these emails 10 years ago. So I I really don't understand how, oh my goodness, like how... Why would Gruden even accept the Raiders' job four years ago, knowing. knowing that six years before that you were like criticizing and not not in a good way uh, owners, the union reps, players, everyone, right? And yeah, it's not like it was one email and he was drunk one night and sent it out. This has like been ongoing. I, I don't want to get into too specific, but. What he said about the NFLPA uh, executive, uh, then I now I'm forgetting his name. I want to say it's Upshaw, but it wasn't at the time. It was right. It's uh, it's Smith, and I can't yes, think yeah, of his right. first name. I'm gonna look it up because I he, feel a bad. nice easy name for once. Yeah, <laughs> obviously didn't play for the Toronto Raptors. Demoris uh, or De, De Marie. Why? Why can't I? And I feel like you just rubbed off on me. Sorry. I got a little Don Cherry in me. Demora Smith, I think. Wow. I, I feel like if someone else said it, they'd be like, yeah, no, it's just how you should say it. He made a comment about his lips. He was talking about Michael Sam and how uh, he used a not-so-nice word in there about Michael Sam. Right. And then it was one of those weird moments that it was during the Monday night game that we got the announcement that he resigned. Right. So, like, mid-game, they have to go... So John Gruden just resigned. Yeah. What do we What do we say about that? Right. On Monday Night Football, in another place he used to work. Yeah. Right. And um, it, you know, I don't know if you watched the game at all, but uh, Tarico worked with him right for many years. So he actually said there was never a point that he ever saw him as a racist or. Oh, or like he said that son on Sunday night. Because Mike Tarico's uh, on Sunday night. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, he did on Sunday night then. Yes. Yeah, is what he um he just he didn't go on a rant, he just kinda wanted talk talk to us and say, Listen, I worked with this guy, I don't know, like four days a you know, lived with the guy four days a week and never ever did he ever feel, you know I don't know, 
Mike Tirico's also done some not so great stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, he just I'm just telling you what he told us. Defend, he's defending his friend, and nothing nothing wrong with that. Uh, to the actual games where London was given a treat. We were given a treat because I woke up at 10.30 and forgot there was a football game on. And it was your team. That's bad on you. I'm going to put that into my bad if I can. <laughs> wow. Um, so the Falcons win in London, 27-20. Yep. yep. Um, it wasn't that close. I was going to say they almost blew it. The, yeah, they did. Yeah. It felt, it felt one of those eerie... I feel confident because it's the Jets. Jets. That, and that's also, why they didn't blow it. Yeah. Just because it was the Jets. If it was almost anyone else other than the Jets or Jaguars, they may lose in England. <laughs> they probably do. They probably botch an onside kick. Yeah. What, hap- what happens if the Falcons and Lions play? Like, we'll talk about the Lions game, but, like, what oh, actually boy. happens if they play? Well, you know, someone's either going to make or miss a last-second field goal. It's prob- That's just the M.O. for Detroit. That's probably a tie. They would genuinely yeah, that tie. that would be a tie, But yes. they somehow yeah. both lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know who we haven't talked about all year? Who? Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nine receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Yep, made a couple of amazing catches. I just I, – he was going to be the rookie of the year, and he was all this and all that. And yep. I'm kind of glad now that he's fallen under the radar because he can just, he can just play. Yeah, for sure he can. Uh, the Jags lose their 20th straight. Uh, well, okay, it's the 20th straight, but really they're 0-5. It's a new organization now. Like, you can't say last year. It's a different coach. You got a whole new whack of players in there. But, yeah, okay, 20, fair enough. 20 straight because they did this to me last year where Phillip Rivers went into Jacksonville and threw about 15 interceptions is what it felt like. Right. And they haven't won a game since. There you go. Um, Philip Rivers, ghost. Uh, it was thirty-seven nineteen. Derrick Henry three touchdowns. I didn't have much to say about this game beyond the Jaguars are six losses away from uh, tying the seventy-seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. What about the two thousand and fifteen Lions? The fifteen. I don't Lions. know. I'm just guessing. Oh, they, like they the lost. year they got Stafford. Yeah, they went zero sixteen. Yeah. So. There, it's weird to say there's no way. I think the only way the Jaguars win is if Urban Meyer is somehow not the coach. Well, they got to play Houston again. I don't know. We'll talk about Houston. They they right. looked better than I thought. Uh, the Saints beat the Washington Football three Washington Football team thirty three twenty two. Who doesn't love a first half hail mary? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This Washington team is just. Their defense just just nowhere close to the same it was last year. Nope. Their offense is better. Fris- frisky. They're scoring points. They're just not winning. Yeah, I did not expect Jameis to walk into Washington and win, but it's it's the this is going to be the Jameis Jekyll and Hyde season because right. it's either four touchdowns and he plays amazing, or it's four interceptions and the Saints look terrible. Yeah, and he'll. I don't know how long he's out for, but whoa, he took a took a kicking there. Uh, I, I think New Orleans is going to win more than five games now, and not just because of their record. I just seen their schedule, who they're playing. But yeah, they're going to win a few more games because of their. They get to play the teams like 
Washington, who are not as good as I thought. I was gonna say Atlanta, Carolina, Carolina, Carolina is yeah. still that team. I just no, Nor- we, we New Orleans already and called it. They're the same. New Orleans and Carolina are the same team. Yes, we yes. have no idea. Exactly. The better bet is to say they're not good. Right. Uh, Tom Brady throws five touchdowns, 411 yards. He takes down his old disciple, Jacoby Brissett, 45-17. Are the Bucks just beating up on bad teams? Yeah. Like, are are we sure they're this defending Super Bowl champion juggernaut? I wouldn't say that, but, again, New England's a pretty well-coached team, and they almost lost that game, but although it was in the rain. But, yeah, I, again... They played one good team and they lost. So yeah, it'll. Don't they have who do they got this week? Broncos. Uh, who? Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, the Jets. If they do, that'd be really funny. Uh, NFL. Sorry. Oh, Tampa Bay plays uh, Thursday right. against Philly. Philly, right? I knew it was a green team. Uh, also, Miami is in London. With Jacksonville. Oh, boy. And there's a chance Tua could play. Are we sure Jacoby Brissett just shouldn't, shouldn't yeah, just like be their starting quarterback? He's pretty good. Good enough for a Dolphins team that is – I think they're going to linger. Yeah, I didn't think they would – if you would have told me they're 1-4 and four right now, I would say, no, you are incorrect. <laughs> uh, the Broncos get exposed once again this time by Pittsburgh, 27-19. There's another team that's going to win more than three games now because I looked at their schedule. Yeah, they play some bad teams. Teddy Two Gloves did actually play. He was in concussion protocol all week, and I feel like to me that just that made me think. So concussed Teddy Bridgewater, or almost concussed Teddy Bridgewater, is right. better than Drew Locke? I guess so. Uh, Big Ben, two hundred and fifty-three yards. I love anyone that will look at that number and go, "Look at Big Ben. He's back. Yeah, he's he's a walking corpse that just lost Juju, right. and." He throws like everyone made fun of Drew Brees because he threw slants. That is what Big Ben's doing, except right. he takes one shot, one or two shots a game, right? And just he, to keep the defense honest. Yeah, um, these both of these teams don't deserve it, but when I bring up the playoff teams, they weirdly both have to be in the conversation. Yeah, except like Pittsburgh still hasn't played their own division yet, other than Cincinnati once, so. There's, they're going to lose five more games, at least, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, speak, we said we were going to talk about the Texans. They did yeah. blow a pretty big lead to the Patriots, did. who yeah. are my eliminator picks, so that well, was yeah. not fun to watch. But uh, everyone always talks about Bill Belichick against the rookie quarterbacks, and now he's 23-6, and six, very impressive. Yeah. Davis Mills kind of carved up that defense. He did, yeah. And – Kind of like he got compared to Andrew Luck in high school, coming out of high school. Right. That was a game where I I could I could see it. It it does make sense. Like not that he's as good, but he kind of has that same look to Andrew Luck. Right. And he battles with Mac Jones. Uh, a few miss point after attempts, and this isn't mm. the first time we're going to talk about kickers. But Houston just let New England stay in that game, and by the time the fourth quarter hit. I think New England was still down two scores. I think they were still down 10. Yeah. And you just kind of knew the Patriots were coming back, and the Texans had three good quarters in them. Exactly, yeah. Because we know the Texans are bad. The Patriots, I'm just not quite sure how good or bad they are. Like They seem like a 500 team to me, but 
yeah, they should have handled the Texans pretty easily, right? Yeah. And yeah, they they just squeaked by them and um the NFL set a record which I th- actually I think they're going to like this record for most missed extra points in any week ever, which I think I I like it cuz I'm never fast forwarding through an extra point anymore. <laughs> Right, it was yeah, automatic. You don't have they, to pay attention. Yeah, they used to call it automatic, right? Because that's what it was. It's not anymore. No, uh, Philly beats Carolina twenty-one eighteen in a game where I just kept looking at the scoreboard and thought, okay, well, Carolina's going to have the ball at the end of the game and they're going to score. Right. But Philly gets the block punt. Jalen Hurts did Jalen Hurts things, yeah. and Carolina is is the team we thought they were. But I actually think. They're better than what I thought they were because their defense looks good. Yeah, not because of McCaffrey. No, or or Sam Darnold, who I think this is more of just we we knew he was coming back down to earth at some point. Yeah, but we also know he's better than I think what he showed in New York. So yeah. somewhere in in the middle. Uh, it's time for maybe every week we should just bring up heartbreak corner, but it okay. it's just the Lions game every week. Um, I don't know if you saw the post game with the coach. Uh, it is like he, he, devastating. I, I almost started to cry. Like we're not biting knees or ankles or anything. We're just give him a Kleenex, right? And it's true. Like he, you could tell this is a guy that cares, right? Like his team's gonna play for him right to the bitter end. And yeah, like I just, I'm so glad I'm not a Lions fan, right? <laughs> they're are they not similar to Leaf fans? Like they just, they're so close, but just. They're they're way better than their own five than any other NFL team I would say. Yeah, I the, think they the could close be Houston. Games they've been in. Well, Houston's not even own five, but they're better than Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is own five? Are they the only two teams? Uh, Sorry, I, I'm at, I uh, think so, yeah. but I. Uh, but I, you know what I mean. Like Houston, we know is terrible, and I think Detroit would beat them. They they must play some of those teams. What were they last year? Three and thirteen. I'm sure they got a. They have to play bad teams this year. Uh, Detroit does not play Jacksonville, but oh. they are the only two zero and five teams. Here we go. Okay. We'll play this game very quickly. So we say the Lions are better than the Jaguars. Are the Lions better than the Giants? Oh yeah! I, I, again, that could come down to a last second field goal. Uh, Texans. Yeah. Jets. Yeah. Dolphins. Maybe. It's a it's a conversation. Falcons. Maybe. I think that's oh the... that would there yeah there's two teams <laughs> how would that go down you have to break heartbreak there's another one that is ends in a tie um, because the roof collapses or something and they can't finish the game I think that's where the conversation ends I don't think no no yeah Sa- San Francisco we, Seattle yeah Philly we've talked about it right there's what there's fourteen playoff teams and then there's sixteen black teams yeah right. Uh, so. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a fun conversation. What does Detroit do against Pittsburgh? Oh, boy. They don't play, but... Oh, oh wait, uh, no, they do play. I was going to say, I'll take the Lions. For sure. Because Pittsburgh Especially played with the Green points. Bay. So, yeah, yeah. they, would, they yeah, would play that division, right? Uh, week 10. There we go. Off I'll... of off of a Lions bye. Oh, perfect. Pittsburgh will probably be favored by like nine and a half. And the Lions will probably win by 10. And it's in Pittsburgh. Everyone's going to be all over the Steelers. I can't wait for that one. Remind me. (laughs) I will. Um, This next one, because it was was honestly the best game of the week. Eh, Debatable best game of the weekend. I even wrote down in my my notes, completely by accident, that Green Bay Cincinnati finished 25-25. 
<laughs> it felt like it. It felt like it. How many was them? Was that a record for most missed field goals? They didn't say it, but in the final two twelve of regulation right. and overtime, yeah. there's five, five missed field five goals. Five missed field goals, and yeah. each each one kind of well, two of the Crosby ones were kind of the same because yeah, or I think all three he hooked left, right? But they were close. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like oh, this is not going to make it. it well, even the one was it in that game? The Bengals guy thought he—he he actually even thought he got it because it hit the flag yeah. on top of the pole. And it was—it was—it was one of those perfect videos. There's actually two perfect videos of this. The one is uh, from the back of the end zone, right? And you can see him. It hasn't even gone through yet, but right. he turns around to celebrate, and right. then you see it hit With the flag. It. Right. Or the other one, when they have him celebrating, and right. in the background is the Packers celebrating. Right. Everybody That's confusing. Won. Everybody won. Yeah, that was a great. I should have put that as a great moment. That, that would be a great picture for, like, Sports Illustrated. See, that's why you got to love sports. There's not winners and losers. You can have both winners. <laughs> How... I feel like this is the thing that's going to get overlooked, but I want to talk about this. How terrible was that Joe Burrow interception in overtime? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, I I know it's one of the – it was miscommunication be- between him and Tyler Boyd, but he kind of, like, almost, like, soft-tossed he, it. Yeah, it was – yeah, he, and he sat on the ground for a while. Like, he knew that that was a bad one, right? But, yeah, that was, again, my Cincinnati Bengals. That was a game for the taking. It was theirs. I Did did – no coach think of going for it on fourth down especially the packers <laughs> the packers in overtime i think they had both already missed uh no i think it was before crosby's miss but they were just running the ball it was third down and 10 or third down and 12 and they ran right. the ball and it was negative yards right it's almost like well we got our field goal kicker he's hit well they already they already did the commentator's curse on him, right? Because yeah. he had just hit 23 or yeah. 25 in a row or something, and now he missed, what, f- three in a row? This was a great – because I think this was Kenny Albert on this game. I think it was Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. Right, and it was yes. Like, they were actually really good yeah, on Yeah, they it. were good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they did, actually didn't want to say it. Actually, I think Kenny made Vilma say it. Yeah. Because he goes, I don't want to be the commentator to make this guy get miss. I, funny. I out loud – and when the Bengals were kicking in overtime, I said, "There's no way they missed this." And right. as soon as as soon as he kicked it, I'm like, "Oh no, he's actually gonna miss it." Right. That was that was a great moment. Uh, a not so great moment is the Las Vegas Raiders, who again we yeah. had that Harbaugh stuff, and this game doesn't even feel right for a Bears win. Yeah, like it's the Bears are bad, and they got lucky here, right? Like. Yeah. When that came out, they're licking their chops, going, "Oh my God, we're gonna! It's like we're gonna be like we're playing the Jets in this one." Yeah, Fields Fields throws his first touchdown, which kind of shocked me. That yeah, he's had like a few games. Games, now. yeah, exactly, yeah. And it, and it's too bad because the Raiders look so good. What did we watch that? It's Sunday nighter against Baltimore. Uh, Monday, that we Monday saw night. Monday nighter. That was and they look good, three and zero, and they might not make the playoffs now because they're definitely not the. They're going to battle with Denver, I think, for the basement. It looked yeah. like four good teams in that division, and now I'd say it's a two-team race. Yeah, and if even, that, I was going to say it might not even be a yeah, race. And, and it's not the Chiefs we're talking about. Nope. Um, your Dallas Cowboys take down the Giants, 44-20. This was um, not a, close. A one day or one day before the anniversary of what happened at Dak last year, right? And this was this was now the Giants' turn. Like 
44 20 i first of all doesn't really exemplify what happened but the fact that mike lennon had to come in saquon barkley's ankle looked like triple its size yeah it was sad daniel jones i'm gonna say teddy bridgewater when he was still on minnesota he got concussed and that was probably the scariest thing i've ever seen because they like had the camera on him like on his face and his eyes were open but you could see he wasn't there they really need to control the guys when they're on the ground because Daniel Jones gets up and he's stumbling around and yeah, it just doesn't sure. look safe. No, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't quite sure where he was. Um, Agreed. On the on the Trevon Diggs, I think a lot of people are going to put him in the upper echelon of cornerbacks. I think for he, this moment, he's opportunistic, yep. but I think people are going to jump the gun a bit. Well, yeah, and that's what he does. He jumps the gun on routes, and yeah, that could burn him, right? For sure. But yeah, right. He's just making the right choices right now. now. Yeah, he might have like a five or six game. Well, what's he got? Five or six interceptions? Uh, I think he has seven. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like, I think that may have won the interception title last year. So that yeah, wasn't he's too far off, right? He, but you just right now, you can just tell he's in the zone. Like he's just reading things. He he almost had a couple more in that game like he's on he's definitely on so i think one thing will probably start happening is they just won't throw his way that's kind of crazy because i was talking about this with a couple people of like how many times have we seen that where just a whole side of the field is gone and it's darrell revis yeah and he had a solid like three four years of you can't throw his way that's right I think a bit of a shorter span, but Richard Sherman had that time in Seattle where he wouldn't travel with the other wide receiver, but you knew whichever side of the field he had, right? unless it's a go route, because that was kind of his only weakness, he was most likely stopping them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, and who's going to benefit from that? The cornerback on the other side, Brown, who got an interception in the, in the game as well. And he's not terrible. Yeah. So yeah, all of a sudden... Yeah, if their defense can play like this all year, now we're talking playoffs. 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 Uh, the do we call Arizona the five and zero asterisk Cardinals? Why? I think they should be three and two. I okay. this game they win seventeen ten, which was I'm actually kind of I'm I'm gonna say I am impressed that they're winning these different ways because they don't really shootouts. Don't. Yeah, you're right, and they don't really don't win when they're not playing well. I think they were a couple plays from, and if this was last year, they lose this game for sure. Maybe this right. Cardinals team is different, but I just the whole time kept thinking, okay, when when is San Francisco making this move? And I know they yeah. had Trey Lance in there, who now he's hurt, and they're hoping Jimmy G is coming back this week. But it's it's tough in San Francisco, and luckily they have Seattle, who's not going to have Russell Wilson for six to eight weeks that they're not going to be last place. Like the the West, the first four or five weeks of the AFC and NFC West was amazing, but now we've right. kind of sp- tailed off of, okay, out of those eight teams, right. we're confident in four of them. Right, yeah, it's almost like we're weeding out the bad teams. And it's the first time since 1974 that the Cardinals have started 5-0. and oh. I, I just, I want to see them, I'm going to quickly look up the Cardinals schedule. Because I want to <laughs> see, I want to see who it is. Because they're this is amazing. Seeing the top of the NFL look this different is is really fun. Um, well, this week they play the Browns. That that'll be a good game. Yep. And they have the Texans, the Packers. So that's that's a test game. Yep. The 49ers, They already played. 
Carolina, they'll play Seattle before Russell Wilson comes back right. most likely. Although the uh, Juno Smith, if he gets regular reps now, they might not lose too much there. No, he actually he did look pretty good in that game. Uh, then they play the Bears. They play the Rams again. Wow. Arizona, I think that they might win like 13 or 14 games looking at this. Yeah. So Rams week 14, then they're in Detroit, home for Indy, at mm. Dallas, home for Seattle. Wow. So favorable schedule for by sure. by weirdly enough, I have to say week eighteen they might be in really good position. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's a debate of what was the best game. I really enjoyed that Green Bay Cincinnati game, but yeah. Cleveland and the Chargers was probably the best that, overall game. Again, it was such a great weekend. The, uh, the Baltimore Monday Nighter game was pretty good too, but yeah, that yeah the. That was unbelievable, the Browns-Chargers game. Well, that was two great football teams that both have good defenses, and it was like a basketball score. Yeah, 47-42. Baker with a uh, torn labrum in his left-throwing shoulder, so right. not the most, but it's still it's a still, torn labrum. For sure, yeah, yeah. But it didn't look like it affected him out there. He, he played well. No, He didn't hurt them. 305 yards, two touchdowns, and... I know I have a lot of criticism for Baker, but he, yep. he hung around in the shootout. But to be honest, like the run game was working real well for the Browns for both running backs, mm-hmm. like 8, 10, 15, 27. Like it was just nonstop running down the field. And Justin Herbert, the the hero, 398 yards, four touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and Again, it's not it's not really overreaction time. So far this year, how many quarterbacks have looked better than Justin Herbert? Allen. That's it. That that's that's that is the list. Mahomes yep. has been underwhelming. Yeah. I would even throw I would throw Dak in that conversation. Yeah, he's been he's good. Brady. Yeah. I think I think Herbert definitely it 100% falls in the category of you're impressed because you didn't see this. It, well, yeah, because I said sophomore slump, right? So this is way, way, way above what I thought he was going to produce this year. And the only quarterback you say that looks better than him took down the Chiefs on a Sunday night. They right now are the best team in the NFL. And it's it doesn't – I know Arizona's oh, I, I, I wanted to go back to the end of the Chargers-Browns game because I love when teams do this. The, the Chargers tried to run out the clock. They didn't want to score, and the Browns brought them into the end zone so they could have enough time to go the other way. I think that's great. That's awesome. But he, he's it, fighting it, not to get into the end zone. Because it was the play before Eckler gets the ball, and right. he kind of he, he's waiting he a couple go seconds. Exactly. But yeah. then the second one, he didn't he, wait long enough, and right. then they just now basically they just pulled pushed, him in, yeah. Yeah, pushed or pulled or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Used his it, momentum against him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides the weird lightning delay in Kansas City, it, yeah, it kind of took. It felt like it took the energy out of this game. Yeah, I, I, I actually thought it was going to work against Buffalo. I actually thought, oh, maybe the Chiefs now are, will be able to regroup and come out. But I, I really, really think the problem with the Chiefs is their defense. Like, I think the Bills' defense is that much better, and that's the difference. Well, what were the turnovers in the game? I, I don't know what the exact stats were, but Mahomes threw a couple of ducks. It's also I I love the Chris Collingsworth. Um, well, you know it's not an interception because it got tipped. Right. But <laughs> Mahomes has thrown a lot of those this year that yeah. are going to count against him, but right. aren't necessarily his fault. Right. 
Uh, Mahomes, two interceptions. And, and a fumble. And a fumble yeah. lost. Yeah. That's that's and the the other thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just it's it's weird. Um, I was just gonna say, and the scary thing, Buffalo's starting to run the football. Like there's it, it's not eight, twelve, twenty-seven yards, but it's four, five. It used to be minus one line of scrimmage, no gain. Now they're starting to be able to run, and and it's and it's not just Allen. Yeah. Right, but he's still doing it. I don't think any other team does that. Where it's a design run to get hit. Yeah. Right? Like, usually it's a bootleg or uh, it's not a design run. It's just I'm scrambling. Mm-hmm. Most teams do that. But he, actually, they still have... I don't know if you saw the one play. Like, the, this team's got to be behind Allen where he, he pulled a... He hurdled. He hurdled. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Like a running back. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Even... You can see the two sides where he hurdles someone, but also the first touchdown of the game... He just runs it right up the middle and is like getting like carried by both lines. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They yeah, they look really good. Chris Collins was really cheating on Patrick Mahomes. He he just loves I love because you could see it every time. He goes, you know, you know, Al, I just I love <laughs> I went a little Gruden for a second, but he just he loves quarterbacks like that yep. is really even though he was a wide receiver. Quarterbacks right. is really his thing. And yeah, because Mahomes wasn't having that great night, he just kept looking at just look at Josh Allen. Look at how amazing he looks. And <laughs> he's been the best quarterback in football. He has, yeah. And, again, I'm, I, Mahomes hasn't been terrible. But, again, the bar – he set his own bar, and it's way up top. Yeah. Uh, finally to the Monday night game where any Lamar Jackson hater could already have left earlier this season. But I, I think that fan club can, offici- can officially disband because – he showed up on Monday night in every way, shape, or form, except weirdly enough, not on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he threw for uh, 442 yards, which right. this Most game was just a shootout, anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 62 rush yards, four passing touchdowns, and Baltimore down what 16-3. Yep. And it just seemed Another like mixed all, extra point. Yeah, all all hope is lost. Yeah, that was a weird. Rodrigo Blankenship is hurt, and the punter it, kicks. Uh, it, yeah, it, just strange kicking all around on this weekend. But yeah, this game included. In going into the overtime, I, it's always a coin toss game. But you knew as soon as Baltimore had the ball, they were going to hold it for a good four, five, six minutes because right. they have these long incremental drives. Lamar is he's been very impressive to me. The impressive part of Baltimore is Marquise Brown actually looks like a number one receiver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's making the catches and and the runs after the catch. The axe. The axe. So I did want to bring up playoff teams. It's not a huge conversation, but in the AFC, now that I think about it, we might have all seven teams. Right now, I think it's that seventh spot that's up for debate. So right. obviously, Buffalo, the Chargers, Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. Tennessee, just because they have to. Yeah, so it's going to have to win that division. And then Kansas City, Cleveland, like those are yeah. just your six solid right. playoff teams. Absolutely. Cincinnati, I know you love your Bengals. Yeah. They are the seventh team. There you go. But I think there needs to be a caveat of can they hold on? Yeah, it's going to be tough because who else you got? So. This is this is the part that's in favor of your Bengals, right? I don't know what the team is because oh, it's okay. it's Denver, 
Yeah, because we know they're make not they're not real. Vegas, who we know they're going downhill. New England, just because they're they're, they're well coached. Yeah, they might hang around, but and they get to play the Jets one more time and Miami one more time, which Miami is There's a, a part of wins, this list. But they got to play Buffalo twice still. Yeah, and my last team is India. I don't know if any team mm. challenges the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, they got a good shot at this point. So if if it was actually, I didn't put down what the playoffs would be today, but if your wild card teams are Kansas City, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, right? That's that's, that's a good season for sure. And, and I'll also add for the Monday night game, Lamar didn't do it with his feet, but he did do it a couple times. There was one time, uh, I I even thought he was running out of bounds, and he just did the old shimmy to get a first down. He also takes hits. Oh, for sure he does. And then another one, he just made a couple guys look silly. Like, I don't even know how he, the way he moves, like, how does he not break his ankle or break the ankle of the guy that's <laughs> trying to tackle him for that matter? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's scary, like, the way that he can stop and start. And yeah, it's crazy. So, Baltimore, Cleveland. And Baltimore's, sorry, defense did not play well. That's why that game was close, really. That, the, They've gotten the Colts have gotten a couple of good weeks of defense that we think are good, right? But just looked really bad in yeah. Baltimore and Miami. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the NFC, it's less teams to me. It's uh, what do I have? I have wait, do I still have six? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so I have five. So Arizona, yeah, even if they tail off, they yeah, can still make still the wild gonna, card. Yeah. Tampa doesn't have any competition in their division, right? Green Bay. Is, is Justin Fields putting the fear of God into the Packers? Probably not. No, there's no other team in that division. Dallas. Yep. Because, and honestly, Dallas could be the one seed. I don't think yep. that would shock anyone. Nope, not at this point. Not the way they're playing. And so those would be the four division winners. I think the only other team you can really 100% trust are the Rams. Right. And then outside of that, this is this is a great game be, or a great game to play because in the AFC it's like okay these seven teams make sense right. unless Cincinnati tails off right the NFC you have to play okay uh, you don't trust anybody from the NFC East outside of Dallas right so then you have to go okay out of or the North but again in in the conversation has Chicago is like a distant part of the conversation okay. I think Minnesota yep. I trust a little more yep um. San Francisco, San Francisco, Seattle. Yep, both those. Yeah, they'd be very. Yeah, they're like Minnesota for sure. So really, if you were to like put these into tiers, San Francisco, Seattle are tier one. Yeah. Minnesota is kind of by themselves in tier two. Yeah. And then tier three is Carolina, New Orleans, Chicago. Right. Because Carolina, if things keep breaking right for them, yeah, they could be in there, but. Does anyone trust it? What were they last year? Four and twelve. So they're gonna have a good schedule. You know they're gonna play some jet teams and lion teams and <laughs> That's true. I just I, it's very early in the season, but I guess my yeah, head yeah, is well, already in playoff mode. Yeah, it's week going into week six, so it's already flying by and my head is in playoff mode because in the MLB we're on almost to the championship series, even though it's been like a week. Good segue. Thank you. Um I think the most important thing to talk about is Houston and Boston facing in the ALCS. The, I guess, are you still watching? I will watch it. I won't cheer for anyone. I want ties. Just let them tie each other. 
the two most cheating teams, most hated teams if you're a Yankee fan, and they got to play each other. One of those, I don't want either team to win. That was going to be my question, and I'm no, going to put don't... you more on the spot. You have to. Okay, I'll take the Astros. Ooh. I In my head, I this was a five-minute internal discussion, and I think I put it in my mind that I, I think it would still be – I think it would be Boston for me. Because you don't hate Boston as much, right? No. no right I, now. Astros are the worst, but also if I cheer for Boston and they lose because I did this with Tampa Bay, I jumped on the Rays bandwagon, they oh. lost, so – I cheer for Boston, not cheer like actually, but if I am picking Boston over Houston and Boston loses, I get to just laugh at it. I, I'm, I now can call myself just the curse. Gotcha. Now, did you see the play, the ground rule double? <laughs> this it called incorrectly. Yeah. Like every every player should do that then. <laughs> they right? should just, just, kick, just it be, kick it over. Have goalies out there. Ah, out of play. Sorry, that's only a ground rule double. Nobody scores. Yeah. Like, oh, you've got to be so gypped if you're the Rays. Yeah. Like, they they at least score one, maybe two on that play. Yeah, so Kevin Kiermeyer hits it in the right field. It hits the outfield wall, bounces off oh. onto Renfro, and back it, out of play. Okay, hold on a second. We're going to call that a wall? It, it, it might not even be high enough to be a hockey boards. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, could you not put it a little bit higher? Like, um... How many times? Actually, wasn't that one of the catches of the year? Was that the Twins? Or, Remember uh, the guy made the catch, but he like almost broke his back because he had to run and he flipped over, but again made the catch. There was definitely one of those. I also remember one year in the playoffs when Tory Hunter was on the Tigers. Oh, he, that's who I meant. Sorry, uh, Tory Hunter, because I was thinking he used to be with the Twins. Yeah. He flipped over he, the wall, but he didn't catch it. Oh, okay. I thought he had caught it. But, yeah, and that happens quite often there because it's at waist level. Yeah. Right? For me, I'm okay. I'm going to hit my shoulder. I'm just going to go into the boards. Yeah. But – why do they need? Does the bullpen need to watch the game from there? They can't put it like three feet higher. No, you know it, what I mean, like it's they've. I just. Is there any other stadium like that? It just doesn't make sense. No, and it is. It is really funny where there's you no can, fans there. Yeah, take a couple <laughs> feet off the green monster and put it in right field. <laughs> yeah, though the Yankees are in the American League Championship if they do that, right? Yeah, but yeah, to me, I didn't think that was right. Like. It even, should be up to the umpire's discretion. And, and absolutely. They, they would and have scored a run. For sure. And even when they showed the rule, they were supposed to be allowed two bases. Yeah. They, it, they did. The runner was on first. So it was second and third. Yeah, but two bases from where they're, where they're at. Oh, when it actually happened. Yeah, like he would already been – he was on his way home. He was past third. Yeah. Okay, send him back around again to second base. Could score again. I, I anyway, I, thank God that wasn't the Yankees because I I would have lost it. <laughs> I was losing it for Tampa Bay. No. A, again, I'm a neutral. Well, trying to watch it as a neutral party. If it was the other way around, I probably would have been happy. But uh, those are the kind of things that always happen against the Red Sox. Yeah, and they're not happening anymore. That's scaring me. Yeah. The. I I do have to bring up. You said after game one when we did the podcast that Boston yeah. wasn't going to win. I they weren't going to win a game. I didn't think they were going to win a game in this series. And shocked. They had two walk off wins, which to to add to the Boston, the the magic maybe of this team besides yeah. Kike Hernandez just turning into 
yeah, well, the one game it was a again in baseball. I guess starting pitchers only have to pitch two innings now. They're let's just call them openers. Yeah, let's just call them what they are. Right, the Rays were on the right track. Every team should do that now. Two innings and then th- start throwing in your bullpen and hope for the best. Yeah, the they had the the blowout game and then the two walk offs, which the game three was the Christian Vasquez walk-off in the 13th inning, which right. was already the Kiermaier. Yeah, it, yeah, what a killer. And Canadian Nick Pavetta came in, and as much as I don't like Boston, I enjoyed watching Nick Pavetta. Right. Because he came in and threw, what, four or five innings yeah. of relief? Yeah, like a starter late in the game. Yeah. Yeah, because he is. That's he's Again, I can't even tell you other than Evaldi who the starting pitches are for the Red Sox. I have no hate on for them. I really don't. Well, Chris Sale, but he oh. was—he's been terrible. <laughs> That's what I mean. What did he go? Two innings, right? That's what you do. Yeah. Give up two and five runs in the second inning, and they pulled him. Um, do you know the last time a Boston Red Sox team uh, hit back-to-back walk-offs? Oh, two thousand and four. It is a very good guess, and yeah. it is—I remember. It feels like yesterday. <laughs> Especially, they kept showing those replays. That wasn't fun. Um, uh, what else? I'm trying to think about like Tampa Bay hung around. Like that was the thing is you just kind of thought, well, they're this hundred win team. They should be coming back. They should be winning again. When I watch the game, it's five one. I'm not thinking they're out of it. And then they start creeping back and going, here we go. They're they're gonna figure out a way how to win this game. And they oh they in my mind they did, but they didn't. Yeah, didn't in either of them. They had to come back in both game three and game four. Right. And now this 100-win team is going home. Yeah, that's crazy because a lot of people had them possibly winning the World Series. And, uh, yeah, I, I I, don't know what to tell you what happened other than all their starting pitchers are playing in Atlanta, San Diego. And Tyler Glass now sitting on their bench because he's hurt. Right, right, which I didn't realize he, he got hurt in August. Um, and I did, I, I, I couldn't believe that Yarborough wasn't even on their, in the roster. Yeah. Like that's how deep they are. Like he was a, like one of their solid relief guys. I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Also, so, and Houston also going to the ALCS, they beat the White Sox in four games, which yeah, this wasn't close. It wasn't, but I, I had faith in that game three. The way the White Sox were playing, and they were just batting around. And yeah. Houston brings in Zach Greinke, and I just thought, yeah, he's, what not, the he's not the starter for Game Four. Exactly. Like that's how that's how much he's fallen. Exactly, for sure. And that Game Four hits, and I'm not watching. I watched Game Three. I didn't watch okay. Game Four, so I'm watching like keeping up with it on my phone. Right. And I put my phone down for maybe ten minutes, and I'm like, okay, it is six one. Yeah. And then it's ten one, and. For the fifth straight year, Houston's going to the ALCS. As much as we want to hate them, they are consistent. Absolutely. Consistent cheaters. Which was a great part of after game three, the White Sox win. And Ryan Tapera, one of the relief pitchers, was saying, you know, Houston's done shady stuff before. Are we going to be surprised if they do it again? (laughs) What did you think of, I almost called him Tommy Lasorda. Uh, the manager for the White Sox, Tony Larusa. Thank you. Uh, complaining 
<laughs> about getting his star player hit by a pitch when it was 9-1 or whatever the score was in the bottom of the eighth. I Usually I would say, you know what, I, I get it. It is, it is your star player, and it's the end of your season, so you're frustrated. But yeah. Tony Larusa all year had talked about the unwritten rules of baseball and, you know, tit for tad, and yeah. he didn't yeah. care about – I remember uh, that. I remember him talking about that. He w- and there was something with Giolito that he didn't like. Like he didn't like his players saying anything. But once it's the playoffs, now right. his mind just kind of flips. I-, I still don't think he's the right manager for that team. Um, O'Neill. I want to call him Paul O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill, who's <laughs> who's a hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> he made a good analogy. He said he all year he reminds me of he's the uncle at a barbecue. That doesn't want to be there, but his ride wants to stay longer, so he has to stick around. <laughs> yeah, he just like doesn't he, fit in with this group. But from um, it, it's funny because um, they had who's the baseball analysis for TSN? Not uh, Simmons, uh, but, Steve uh, Phillips. Thank you. They said they like him. The players like him. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, yeah. So he'll probably be back, but. Yeah, you'd almost think like this is a young up and coming team. Like, why not have a young up and coming manager to go along with that? So might as well have just brought but, back Ozzy Guillen. That would have been fun. Right. Uh it also makes me think to put a break in the, the playoffs that the that uh it's Hal Steinbrenner that runs the Yankees now, right? That's right. That he's leaning towards keeping Aaron Boone. Yeah, yeah, it was kinda of surprise. But who else is out there, right? Who else are you gonna get? Camp, campering back 2009 Joe Torre. Right. I, I don't think there's there's much else. I heard someone say that Raul Abanez could be an option, okay. which is kind of cool. Right. I think any team, if you have the opportunity to bring back an old player, as right. long as they have like the credibility to be a manager. Right. Fair enough. Yep. I just, I don't, I think Aaron Boone's kind of run out his time. And I heard another rumor with that is if he's not going back to New York, that San Diego would be interested. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder if that changed be better for him because you kind of have to be a better manager to be in the nl yeah exactly yeah and he couldn't really handle the yankees lineup right although you know on paper he looks pretty successful yeah right 100 win seasons didn't have 100 wins this year but still pretty good record yeah his like winning percentage is one of the best first manager yeah just it's it's playoff success is what this yankee team is at that's what it's always been all about so uh so the Giants put the Dodgers on the brink going into game four yep. and in the way the series deserves because the Giants won a pretty tame one nothing game. Yeah. And the Giants or the Dodgers come back in game four. They win seven two. Right. And it sets up this do or die game. And it just made me think, I know Clayton Kershaw's hurt and he's not going to come back, but that would be the most Clayton Kershaw thing ever to come back for this game. Right. Exactly. And these two teams that feel even feel like they're just going to steamroll poor Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who are just waiting with 88 wins. If you Jays fans are listening, like three wins less than your team, and they are in the final four. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and especially I, I jinxed the Brewers too. I thought the Brewers had the magic this year, but the Braves did it without Jorge Soler and without Acuna for majority of the season. Right. Now, all the series we've talked about up to this point, it's all been about no pitching. Yep. And all offense. This is a t- was a typical 1985 baseball series. 
in my mind. Yeah, the the back and forth of it is just what these two teams deserve. And I think as baseball fans, it's weird to have a day off in the playoffs, but to set up and have this Giants-Dodgers game five, do or die, go home, it right. just it feels – it doesn't feel fair because they should have had a best of seven series against yeah, each other, it, it but almost, it is the best case scenario. It almost feels like we're getting ripped off by two games because now they're playing five instead of seven, but at least they're going to the max, which is the thing. And I almost think in the Braves mind, they might be thinking, you know what? They might have a bit of a letdown. Whoever wins that series and thinks, Oh, well, whoever wins that series going to the world series, hold on a second. You got an Atlanta team to play here. Them. And they seem to keep figuring it out and getting it done. So you, it's playoffs. You get a one or two hot pitchers, and guess what? Maybe you win. Yeah, it's perfectly possible for a Braves team that no one will believe in the entire year, yep. and they could be in the World Series playing yep. Houston. That's right. No one will pick them. Right. And that's the and type of team that wins. Exactly. The Bryce Harper theory. Yep. Yeah, back. exactly. Um, so Astros, Red Sox, so put that on your great because you're so excited to watch that and Giants, Dodgers bad because of how good it is. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Uh, we're going to go now an hour into this episode. Oh boy. Now it's time for the NHL preview. Okay. And I'm pretty sure last year or not even last year, January, it took us like almost two hours to talk about the NHL. And that was, that's all we talked about that episode. <laughs> so I think we could shorten it a bit. So okay. We're going to go through each division. I have one question for every it, – it doesn't have to just – we don't just have to talk about the one question. We'll go alphabetical, and then uh, then I'll talk about my playoff teams. And right. I can even – I'll quickly rattle off where I rank each team in the division. Um, so Anaheim is kind of a two- or three-part question. It's mm. can Trevor Zegras win the, the Calder, because that's kind of their more intriguing part, or – uh, John Gibson, Vesna, or trade is kind of where my head goes with this team because wow. they're not going to be that competitive, but it they have two pieces there, Zegers and Gibson. I think the only thing working in their favor is their division. It's almost like the NFC East. Yeah. Right, where there's three bad teams there, and then maybe one of them will be half decent. Uh, and then maybe take the odd game off of Vegas or Edmonton. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, it's um, they were talking about it on the intermission last night. Elliot Friedman was saying, when's the last time that there was no hope for the West Coast teams? Like, usually one of them were in the mix, like they're up and coming or they're in the mix. Yeah, all three are like, eh. <laughs> like. There's not much to talk about here. Yeah, that that's that's why it was it was a quick question. Yeah, I, I just hope John Gibson gets traded. That's that's really the best case scenario for this team because they have some cornerstone pieces, but they're still four or five years away. Yeah, they're like to me, they're not close. They're not exciting. Like I I, I watched uh, I think a half a period of one Ducks game last year. It's just not fun to watch. No, yeah. they're they're yeah they're. They execute poorly. Uh, they play decent defense and have a good goalie, and they win or lose two, three, one games. Yeah, that, that's, right. That, that's that is, that's the Ducks. That is their team. Uh, the Calgary Flames. My question for them: Did they bring in enough? 
Daryl Sutter guys yep. to make the playoffs. Yeah, because now Sutter's got a full year under his belt under regular conditions. Um, you got a number one goalie there. I think had a okay season, but he's way better than what he showed so far. Uh, I don't think the loss of Giordano is going to hurt them that much. And I think um, the forward group had a sophomore slump last year, even though they weren't sophomores. I I wonder if Johnny Goudreau and Sean Monahan are going to be on this team come trade deadline, even if they're in contention, because I just I don't think Sutter likes them. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just think they will probably have a better grasp of the system, but you're right. If they don't want, then maybe they're out. Uh, to the other team in Alberta, the Edmonton Oilers, and my question for them, have they added enough enough depth around Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Um, I'm going to say according to everybody else except for you and I, yes, I don't think this team is that much better. Well, no, it. I think the the hard thing to say about better or worse is that they're just different. Fair enough. You they're swap a different team. You swap you Ethan swap. Bear for Warren Fogle. Right. You're, I think you lose that trade. Exactly, because I think Bear is going to end up being a like a, one of those defensive defensemen could win in like a not a Norris, but one who's like if they end up inventing a defensive defenseman award. Um, like the Zach Hyman. That's a that was a good signing. Yep. And he's not even going to be playing with uh, Drysaitel or McDavid, so we'll see how that goes. Again, different. Edmonton's different. Yeah, Duncan Keith. Okay, different. Is he? I guess the the good thing for Duncan Keith is he's not the top pair guy because Darnell right. Nurse just has that spot. Yeah, and the the absolute biggest question I know the depth and the depth scoring is what's most people will talk about. Yep. I just don't trust their goalies. Exactly. You're gonna trust forty year old Mike Smith? They're they've already <laughs> yesterday was seeing. They were already showing, who do you think Edmonton will get at the deadline? Because <laughs> you know they'll get younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no matter who they get. Be a little almost hard not to. Right. I wonder, a guy I'll throw out there, and it doesn't make sense because I know the only place he wants to play is Boston, but I wonder if Tuka Rask could get right. intrigued decide, by this Oilers yeah, team. Decide to sign there at Christmas time. Yeah, well, that would be a, yeah, a thought. Um, they also mentioned... Um, one of the goalies in Pittsburgh, if they don't end up getting the number one job and they don't split, uh, or Matt Murray from Ottawa. And a guy we already talked about, if they wanted to full-blown go for this, yep, you empty the tank and you get John Gibson. Absolutely. Yep. Not very realistic, no, especially no, in your no. own division. For, yeah. But yeah, but if you want to go over the top, that's how you get there. Uh, the L.A. Kings, who last year were your darling team that yeah, did fall apart down the stretch. Yep. Um, what is the next step for this rebuild? Because that's clearly what we're in. Yep. Dowdy and Kopitar want to win. They're going to incorporate the young guys. Right. I don't think Jonathan Quick's the starter anymore. Right. I just I, I'm so interested because they also they bring in Victor Arvidsson. So they're trying to win, but also right. have the young guys play. They won't have Byfield, which is gonna right. be a, uh, a down—not even downgrade—but it'll hurt them for the yep. first little bit of the season. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I—I no. I think they're at least a fun team. Yeah, I, I think the problem with these guys, 
and it may affect them more in the dressing room than on the ice, is they either have like 35-year-olds or 20-year-olds. Yeah. Like there's no 28-year-old in his prime player. They've got guys that are up and coming that are could be that. Yeah. And they've got guys that already were that and aren't anymore. That's the problem with L.A. But, but that also could end up working to their advantage if that group somehow comes together. But that's what I'm saying. That's usually where it's tough because the you got guys that have families and at 35 and then you got these young kids that let's go out let's go have fun yeah especially in la yeah exactly uh the san jose sharks and i honestly i'm gonna say i wrote this question as a joke but didn't realize how good of a joke it was (laughs) uh do they sell off uh sell off their pieces and commit to a rebuild or do they stay sinking wow because they have these pieces, you Logan Couture, Tomas Hurdle, Carlson, Burns, Vlasic. They're not a playoff contender. They're no. really nowhere close to it. But those are all good pieces that could win you a Stanley Cup, depending where they go. Yeah. I, I wonder, I think Hurdle's the number one guy just because he's a free agent at the end of the year. Right. But I, I, I want to see the Sharks team just go, you know what? We don't have it anymore. Let's see what we can get for these guys. Especially, it's going to be hard to trade guys like Carlson and Burns because they have really big contracts. But who who wouldn't take Logan Couture right. as a second or third line for center sure. on a he's contending team? Yep. Just that's not Doug Wilson's way. No. He's, he's been there since day one, and it's always been, we're trying to win. So I can't see him changing that philosophy. But who knows? And they'll have this dark cloud of Evander Kane yeah that that hurt that's a huge distraction even though he's not there um so that that sucks for sure and like the team is no different than they were last year and they didn't trade anybody so that's why like why are they going to do anything i think you're right though like some of those contracts pretty tough to move so it's hard for doug to rebuild yeah, they would they would have to retain. Or yeah, I liked I liked what we added last year of like you add the third team into the trade and they right. retain salary. Right, right. So it's Arizona, a, we're getting around. <laughs> we're getting creative. Or they could just take Brent Burns. Yeah, get them to the floor. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, which it's it's still weird to see that to say that it's weird to see it. Yeah, I like their uniforms. And really I like nice. the way they play. They, they, they all year. That's the kind of game you're going to see out of them. They're not going to win many games. Don't think they're they're not making the playoffs. Anybody who's excited, oh, I'm a Seattle fan. They're going to do like Vegas. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not no. going to happen. So I guess you kind of said it already. Oh. Realistic expectations. Yeah, they'll be competitive. They'll be. They'll have uh, a worse record than the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they're going to play the same style. They'll be in every game. And I think people aren't going to realize this. They're probably going to finish bottom five in scoring. Yeah. They just don't have the offense, but they have – I'm trying to think. I would go out there and say the best tandem in hockey. Yeah, that's fair. I just can't think of a number two better than Drieger. They're just going to – their stats are going to be – Pretty poor because take a look at their defense, not not very strong. Mm, no, Captain Captain Mark Giordano is yeah. definitely not in his prime anymore. No, exactly. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, which is this is not going to be the first time I ask this question, okay. but 
Can they return to their bubble form? That's good. I, this team is, I got a big question mark. Big question mark. So we'll see how they start their season off in Philly. We'll see how they play. Because they add Connor Garland and Oliver ekman Larson, which are great moves. Absolutely. Those are upgrades for sure. They buy out Braden Holtby and bring in yep. Yaroslav Halak, which to me isn't really be a better or worse move. Yeah, Demko's pretty good. He's their number one. Right. So I think they've upgraded compared to last year yeah. in that. And, I mean, hopefully we're not going to see the COVID outbreak we saw last year. Right. They signed their kids. Yeah. So there's no distraction there. You figure Peterson's going to, or sorry, Patterson yeah. is going to have a better year three. Quinn Hughes, I'm going to say this is going to be a weird that only I care about. Quinn Hughes changed to white tape, and I, I think it really uh, works for him. Okay. Eat that. Uh, I'm gonna say it now. I have Vancouver as a playoff team. Wow. I I have faith in this team, and I think I I don't have many reasons beyond that they that looming Patterson Hughes deal. Oh Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, got him in the box there. Well, yeah, because he's Ovechkin. Because he yeah, because he wants Ovechkin to pass him. That's right. Um. Yeah. I just. I just have faith in this team. It. Okay. It, it might I, be blind. I think right. Connor Garland adds a lot to this team, and I, I think it's don't. their top six that just looks solid. Their defense, I think, is still a big question mark. Yeah. Like name their number three defenseman. Yeah. Thank you. You, an- <laughs> you answered my question. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, is the Stanley Cup final their only aspiration at this point? But, but is that a bad aspiration? Scores. Um. <laughs> Is that a bad ap- aspiration? Oh, yeah, Ovechkin. Look at that, Gretzky. Look at that, eh? Then now Ovechkin's going to ask him, can you leave Gretzky on the top of the screen? <laughs> now I, I could score all my goals this way. Uh, yeah, oh. for for Vegas, it felt like it's felt like in the first, what are we, year five? five. Yeah. It feels like they've They're, done everything yeah, except, except win, win that Stanley Cup. Exactly, yeah. They even got to the Stanley Cup final yep. and lost to Ovechkin. Yeah, and should have been there last year. Yeah, really. They really should. Have. <laughs> um, I they, guess Robin Leonard's another question too. For sure, um, they were mentioning on the broadcast yesterday. It's almost they're saying like this is like a new generation of knights because Flurry's gone because he was kind of like their prized uh, player, right? Yeah. So it's almost like they're starting over now. Although they're not really, I think they're probably stronger now with. Not with Leonard and Net, but with the team in front of them, they're they're pretty solid. Be interesting to see how um, uh, the ex Flyer makes out there, Patrick. Which Pat, was is, yeah. it's a big question because like Chandler he changed Stevens, the white tape too. Oh, did he? Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he was not noticeable though. Uh, Vegas down the middle, it was a team we always talked about, Jack Eichel, but now their center group just kind of makes sense for the team that they are. Yeah, and. To me, they just kind of they cruise to a division title, like it doesn't feel like it's much debate. Yeah, like again, they're the Tennessee Titans <laughs> of the NHL, right? They're, yeah, I don't know. It it's playoff success is how we're going to measure their season, right? Uh, to the Central Division, I don't think I said we started with the Pacific, but we're going we're going west to right. east. Well, if you're on this podcast, you better be following sports because then you're lost right now. <laughs> The Central Division starts with the Arizona Coyotes, which I know a lot of people want to hear. You know, the Kachina jerseys look great. They got Jacob Chikrin. Could he be a, an Olympic candidate? My question for them, where does Phil Kessel go? 
and when? <laughs> yeah, I see that for that was a question in the hockey news. Does Chickering lead the Coyotes to the playoffs? And I'm like, playoffs? Just trying to win a game. Exactly. Just trying to find a home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you're right. And that's the the other question mark. Where is Kessel going? Because he's not going to stay there. I uh, this I don't know. To me, this is another bad hockey team. They're not really fun to watch either. Again, I watched a couple of Coyote games last year, but I guess the only time they were exciting when they ended up playing a seven-game series against the Blues. Yeah, that was really in the cool. regular season. <laughs> and it's it's a, at least they have the nice jerseys again. Like right. that'll be the selling point of this whole Coyote yep. season. Yep. And I wonder where they play next year. Right. Because. I know everyone says it's going to be Arizona or it's going to be Tempe. They're going to find a spot. Yeah. But I wonder if they just they give a city a shot, even if it's just for a year. Right. If you just go here, Houston, you get one year. Oh, yeah. You do like the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll split the season <laughs> with with Quebec. That'd actually be, that'd be <laughs> terrible for travel, but that'd be great to watch. For sure. The Arizona Quebec Coyotes. Yep. You have two parades. <laughs> uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I think... Looking at their team, we can say they're better. Uh huh. You had Marc Andre Fleury, yep. Seth Jones, Jonathan Taves coming back. Yep. Are they playoff better? No. No. Maybe in the division they were in last year. Yeah. Which wasn't the same, but I don't think so. It it is it's hard to believe, especially <clears throat> when they also have the the scandal from 2010, that investigation kind of hanging yeah, over them. That's the, definitely a distraction for I think, that team. I think a lot of those guys are there still. Yeah, yeah. Taves and Kane that just kind of deny it. Yeah. But I wonder, my biggest thing is Marc Andre Fleury. Does he steal them games where I think, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be in the race for a lot longer than we think. Uh, and they'll be exciting. So it'll be a team I watch. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, who, again, similar to Vegas, we have to say, is this a third-rounder bust type of season? I'm not going to say Stanley Cup. Is it they just have to make the third round? Is That just feels like their hump they have to get to. If they can compete with the Edmonton Oilers for the, one of the goalies that we just talked about. Colorado, Colorado has a goalie. I don't think so. What I thought we spent all last year talking about how great Darcy Kemper is. He's okay. I just think there's other goalies out there, like a Gibson, that would put him over the top. You don't think? Do you? I mean, you must think he's at least better than Grubauer. Yep. Yeah, he's a bit of an upgrade. I just don't think it's enough. Like he, I don't think he's the kind of goalie that's going to steal games for you. But also, you don't really have to in Colorado because of the team that's in front of you. Yeah. I, I have a lot of faith. I also have a pretty pretty wild thing to say about the Colorado Avalanche. All right. Ah, that would have been a great transition to Minnesota, but uh, they're they're in between. Uh Dallas is the same question as Vancouver. Can they return to their bubble form? Uh, see Dallas and Vancouver, I'm gonna say those are the two teams that fight for that final playoff spot for that wild card. Because yeah, those are the two teams to me are the wild cards. Especially they are very similar where you talk about they were great in the bubble. Yeah. They had pretty bad COVID outbreaks. Yeah. And that just derailed, derailed their, season. their season. Yeah, exactly. I also want, like, is Ben Bishop I don't know. Playing? Is he half hurt? Is he? I don't know. He's always hurt. Yeah. Like, that's his big downfall. 
in my mind. It's it's a Just team injury. that doesn't feel like they've lost many pieces. They added no. Ryan Suter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to be your number four defenseman who would be number one or two on a lot of teams yeah. still. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I'm, I'm glad we have these fascinating teams because it's going to create this race. And I right. think Dallas, Dallas, Vancouver would be a great race down the stretch. Yep. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, the real deal, Kirill Kaprizov. Yep. Is this this team? We know they're going to be fun. Yep. They're a high flying, give up a lot of goals, score a lot of goals. Yep. Is it still a playoff team? I think they're in that Dallas Vancouver mix. They're, it's like one of those. There's probably another team we haven't talked about yet that'll be, be like a four team race for two spots. It'll feel like the. American League East in baseball. I do have that another. I do have that another team for okay. you. It is not the Nashville Predators. Oh, because I would have said, yeah, I think they're, yeah, they falling off the. They, they uh, this is this is great. David Poyle called it a competitive rebuild. Yeah, interesting. They've thrown Philip Forsberg, Matthew Shane, and Ryan Johansson all on the line together because I just guess just commit. Yeah, just let them play thirty minutes and eight, and and not play Nashville Predators style, and just play Minnesota Wild style, I guess. My question for them was just, what are they? And UC Saros is good. Maybe yeah. that's another guy when we talk about a team that needs a goalie. Yeah. If Nashville just wants a full rebuild, they can get a lot of pieces. They re-signed Matthias Ekholm, which again he felt like a guy you should be trading at yeah, the deadline. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Of course, you lost Ellis. Right, he was a twenty-five minute guy, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that team. It's good that it's good. The two young guys they bring in, I think, are going to be good for them. Cody Glass is going to get a chance yeah, for sure. He'll definitely get a chance there. Philippe Myers might be the top pair guy with the Predators. He might be interesting to see. The fourth team I will add to this race: this Dallas, Minnesota, Vancouver wild card chase. Yep. The St. Louis Blues. Yep. Yep. Because they feel again, we're talking about a team that two two physical years ago won a Stanley Cup. That's right. Yeah, I don't really think they've got. Well, I mean, they still have that giant hole of Alex Petrangelo yeah, that you can never really filled, replace. Right. They tried with Krug, like partially filling filling it, which it does, yeah. but not quite. And I wonder how many fights is Bennington going to get into, or I should say, fake fights. Right. How many times is he going to throw up his blocker to try to scare someone? This is just, it's a team that feels so stagnant, but also this stagnant for them is still making the playoffs. Yeah, they've always been. It's funny, I was talking to a Blues fan at work the other day, because there's not a lot of them around, right? So I wanted to pick his brain. He was a younger guy, 25, 26. And, um, yeah, I was just t telling him, uh, telling him who I cheer for. He said, the reason why my team became good was because your team back in the 60s used to beat up my team. So my owner said, okay, enough. We want to be the St. Louis Blues. And that's why the how the Flyers became the Broad Street Bullies. He actually, he knew that, which was kind of impressive. And But he said, he goes, in my mind, the, the Blues, they're always like the bridesmaid. 
right? They they're always decent. They're never bad. No. They're never like number one pick, but they're never the number one team either. They're always right there. They're always oh yeah, the Blues are in the playoffs. Oh, they won the first round. Oh, they lost second round. Oh, they lost first round this year. Or oh, they got to the conference final. That was a huge uh, accomplishment for them. But that used to be as far as they would go, right? Yeah. Considering their first three years in the league, they go right to the Stanley Cup final. They were the um, yeah, it's funny. No one ever talked about that. They're Ve- Vegas went to the final in their first year. So did St. Louis. Yeah. Although it was under yeah, way different, different circumstances. But uh, Final team for the Central, the Winnipeg Jets. And my question for them is the blue line changes they've made enough for a deep playoff uh, run. Absolutely. If they would have did that this year, I think they beat Edmonton, even though Edmonton sw- swept them. By the way, Winnipeg or Montreal. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Montreal. They they swept Edmonton. Montreal right, right, swept them. Right. Yeah, I think they win that third round with those two guys. It's weird that Mark Scheifele is going to miss the first game of the season. Not a big deal for the right. whole season, but then it makes you think, oh yeah, he got suspended because of that hit. That's right. I they're I, a playoff team for I, sure. They got a good shot at winning the Stanley Cup. They'll be battling Colorado and Vegas for one, two, three. I like. I really like this Winnipeg team. Yeah, I'm excited to watch them. Uh, we'll no, no distractions there, right? Liney's gone. Um, Cobb, they've already said, because he's a free agent, we're not signing you, so you're like a rental all year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to make any moves. I think this is the team. You have no Dubois going to be – he can't be worse than he was <laughs> last year. Yeah. So they're going to be better. And their top six is better than any other team. Like, they have two really – 1A and 1B lines, in my mind. They have – three top six centers yeah and one of them sometimes plays wing. wing exactly uh to the eastern conference where the carolina hurricanes their question they're not my i don't know do i have an nhl team this year i don't know how, like uh, a different one well because yeah, carolina it's was last be Car- year yes yeah, not carolina this year i'm not happy with their moves my question for them goaltending yeah what are we doing exactly and what did you do <laughs> Where's Nadelkovich now? Uh, he is a member of the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yeah. Well, at least I'll be able to get to watch him play. Yeah. Because he taped the Red Wing game. So I'll watch him because he's going to make them better. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't. Unless he only had the one year and he is terrible now. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe the. We'll see if Carolina proves me wrong, but I think he's going to be a number one goalie. That's that is what I like to hear. And they lost their besides losing the number one goalie, they lost their number two goalie, number three goalie, and they lost their number one defenseman. Which Dougie Hamilton goes, Ethan Bear is definitely not an equal replacement right now. No. They also the the Tony D'Angelo one, that's that's a weird guy to bring Why in. Why would you yeah. Like don't they have a I thought they had a pretty good dressing room. Like you'd think Brendan Moore wouldn't want a guy like that. Unless they think they can and change them or yeah he Could can be. he can blend in yep uh the columbus blue jackets question for them sellers or do they keep guys like voracek i know Rowenski will be there do they keep a voracek a line a do they keep those guys uh, my question to you is sellers with an s or sellers with a c <laughs> with an s okay that's I just thought it meant sellers. They'll be oh, the in, worst in team the in the seller. league. Yeah, because I think they'll be both. Yeah, it's especially when a guy like Cole Sillinger makes the team, an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, 
it's just different it's, coach, so that's I won't even be excited to watch the post game. So that won't be the same. Where is Torts now? Isn't he nowhere? Oh, oh I, I think he's he on. Was, t- I think yeah. he's on TV. Okay, I thought he was on TNT. Or he is on one of them. Yeah, I don't remember which one. Another guy that I can't see him getting along with. I can't remember who it is, but okay. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good, Columbus. The New Jersey Devils. My question for them is how high is this jump? Because I, I think we are going to see yep. a jump. Yep. How high is it? Yeah, not very high. And and it's just the division they ran into. Yeah, unfortunately, there's still good teams ahead of them. I The Dougie Hamilton signing's great. I think yep. Jack Hughes will be better. Yep. He sure will have a full He'll year. He'll be better. Yep. Subban, I think, is a big question. Yep. Is he better? Probably not. <laughs> no. Blackwood, like... I don't think they have a number one goalie there. They got a couple guys named Black, Black, Blackledge, and Blackwood, or that's uh, Bernier. Oh, Bernier. Who was the guy last year? Then I thought it was Wedgwood. Wedgwood. That's it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So they don't have a number one goalie. I don't. I. I. Again, I've never enjoyed. I keep thinking they're going to play the trap, but I don't know. We'll see. Now they're now they're going to be a high flying fun team. We'll see. The New York Islanders, and my question for them, do they care about the regular season? They probably do just to get home ice advantage, which I think they will do on their own. They've gotten the same, but... <laughs> different. Different. They don't need to be different. They're they're going to be just fine the way they play. It doesn't matter. And You just throw this guy into the system, and they'll keep winning. Zach Parise. There you go. And Zidane Ochara. There you go. Their team got a lot older. <laughs> but weirdly not worse. Right. Uh, the New York Rangers. My question for them is, do they have a shot at a playoff spot? Well, I thought they would have beat Washington tonight. They're down 3 nothing, getting totally outplayed here in this one. Just because, and for them, really, to be honest with you, I just thought the coach was going to be the big change that the rangers needed we'll see it's early obviously it's first game but uh um yeah i think they're one of those bubble teams there they'll be one of those teams battling for that wild card spot uh we go to your philadelphia flyers where um i think kevin hayes is obviously a big question mark when yeah. when is he going to come back and right how how is he feeling not just injury wise but yeah. uh my question for them is is the blue line and Carter Hart improved enough to be in this because I, I I think they're a part of that Rangers group. I think they're a bubble playoff team. It, I agree. Yeah, I think they battle with the Rangers for the the second wild card, and that's that question is what will determine their season. But again, the last ten years they have missed and made the playoffs every year, so it's their turn to make it in year eleven. That is that it is a fun and. For me, I I just couldn't pick against that trend, and right? But yeah, again, they they turned over their entire defense. I think they're better. Like Keith Yandel's on your third pairing. I think he's they on their second power play, and he's solid. And Carter Hart, I figure, is going to be even if he's halfway between year one and year two. I think that puts him like decent. Uh, to your crosstown ri- or cross-state rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this is – I don't want to say this has an overreaction to the first game because they did look good. They won 6-2 against the Lightning. Well, Tampa Bay looked bad. Yeah. 
that Pittsburgh look. That's how they're going to play all year. They're good. If you're not ready to play, they'll win. Yeah. Um, do Crosby and Malkin, which again Crosby's out for the first few weeks. Malkin's yeah. probably out till January, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Long longer term for sure. Uh, do they have enough support no. around them? No. From what I saw, uh, did you watch the game? I watched the first two periods, and then I watched the highlights. Okay, so you know that it really wasn't 6-2. No, it was Tampa Bay having a Stanley Cup hangover in front of everybody. Because three of the goals were empty net goals, right? Was it three? Yeah. Because I it was two. No, three. Oh, because so, it was four. It was 4-2. Yeah, they scored one back, and then they gave up two more empty net goals. And, um, again, just listening to... Stewart and Elliot Friedman last night um it's almost like they were thinking that Cooper did that on purpose to embarrass his team to get them back and motivated again which kind of makes sense because why why after it's 4-2 and you give up another empty net goal why would you leave your goalie out still yeah right if not and to score it, another one so yeah it, it is a it is a point to prove. I think also with Pittsburgh, it's just the goaltending. Who who can you trust out of those two? Absolutely, right? Because the goalies played well. Who was it yesterday? Is it Jerry? Yeah, Jerry and DeSmith, right? Yeah, yeah. He looked he looked good, but again, Tampa Bay didn't look good. They didn't look ready. No. Uh, final team for the Metropolitan, the Washington Capitals, currently up three nothing. Yep. After two, have they been aged out? that's what i'm thinking i don't i don't think they make the playoffs because i just they on paper oshi ovechkin backstrom and backstrom's not even Carlson. playing to start the year right is there any of those guys under 30 no any of those guys under 35 yeah maybe carlson yeah so yeah i i like they've got some good young pieces, but I, they're almost like the Los Angeles I Kings. I was just gonna when you started saying that, I thought, okay, so they have all these old guys, yeah. and then their goalies are both like twenty one and right. twenty. And you got Mantha, right? You got young kids there. Like, yeah, they got some good young talent, but again, same kind of thing. They don't have the chemistry. To these, I was about to say to the Central. I always think the Red Wings just play in the Central. What's the <laughs> Atlantic? The Atlantic Division. Right. The Boston Bruins. My question to them is: Linus Allmark. An upgrade over Tuka Rask? Ooh. He played on this terrible Buffalo team, but yeah. still weirdly looked good. Yeah, exactly. Be interesting to see. I, I, I don't think it's a downgrade. It's probably uh, different. <laughs> third, third team that falls into the different. That's Boston right. also brought in, I always want to say Mike, but Nick Foligno. Right. And... They just every year I want to say the Bruins oh they're gonna fall out this year. Yeah. Last year I said it. This year I I know they'll prove me wrong. So I just I know they're gonna make the playoffs unless oh, there's sure. some catastrophic injuries. I think yeah, it has plural. to be multiple for sure because they lost Krejci, which I thought oh that's that was a big loss, bigger than what I thought. But then oh where'd they get the money to replace them with Hall and Felino and who else did they get? It's like these. The I think some people like to play in Boston because they ended up going there on smaller contracts. Hall did for sure, right? He went. He go, he signed on it for a discount. I'm not sure about Felino. He might have though, because Boston didn't have a lot of money. No, I I think other teams would have given Nick Felino more money. more money. Yeah, it's almost like they whatever Krejci was making, they split that up between Hall and uh, Felino. 
trying to think. There was a couple other. They had like smaller signings. It was like um, they have Eric Holla now, who just has kind of always been on good teams. Yeah, because they lost Lozon, so that's kind of a wash again. Like I, I think they were they were Lozon was pretty good defenseman, but I don't think they lose that much now that they got Holla. Yeah, so they have. Uh, so obviously the first line, the perfection line, Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak, Hall, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, just really solid. Yeah. Your third They're... line of Jake DeBrusque, Eric Halla, and Nick Felino. Yeah. And then fourth line, Trent Frederick, Tomasz Noshek, and Carson Kuhlman. I thought Halla was a defenseman. He is not. They got uh, Derek Forbort was their oh, okay. Lozon replacement. Gotcha. And it's just – it's. It's Mike Riley. It's Brandon Carlo. It's Matt Grizzlick. It's Connor Clifton. They just have these guys. Yeah, None of them just, are superstars. Nope. Charlie McAvoy is probably at that level yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he'll play 25, 30 minutes Exactly. A night. So now you only need really four other defensemen. And those guys are just all solid. solid. Always solid. Always solid. Yep. That's what the Bruins are. Yep. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, similar to the Arizona Coyotes, it's Jack Eichel. Is this trade happening? Where is he going? Is he getting a surgery? Yeah, who knows? Here's distractions and question marks all over Buffalo. I I would even say they're not even rebuilding yet. They should tell their their fans, we're going to start rebuilding next year. This year is just like, don't even come. We're going to just treat it like like COVID. Everyone just stay home. It's embarrassing. They'll have packed houses for Leaf games. Yep. Probably Montreal, maybe Ottawa. Yep, yep. that's Any, about it. I, know, I was gonna say not even the like New York teams. It's too much of a yeah, too much too travel. Far. Yeah, when you got three New York teams in thirty mile radius, why would you go there? I think this is the worst team in hockey. Yeah. Is there any team close to that? I don't think so. Maybe Coyotes. I was gonna say that's to me the only other team that's in that in that like bottom tier of like what what do you have the, big, is, the biggest Stanley Cup factor I think they may have is being able to make a trade to take on salary yeah, <laughs> right yeah, to, they could to, to help another team <laughs> win uh, my Detroit Red Wings and the question which this is a fun question to have what is the impact of the young guys because they've they usually have been the develop will give them time they're yep. still doing that Joe Valeno's going back to oh the yeah minors. they're not going to give him a chance what about Cider uh, Mort Sider on the team, okay. as well as Lucas Raymond. I think, again, what I always say in Detroit, it's about time. Let's get them going. Come on. Give the give the young guys a shot. I'm really excited about this team. This They're not going to be great. They're, especially, I think the problem for the Red Wings is if you put them in the Pacific Division, I think they compete a lot more. Right. But it's the teams that are sitting in front of them. Yeah, they're in a tough Tougher division, I think, now than they were when Carolina, <laughs> Tampa Bay, and uh, Florida were in their division. Yeah, they've yeah they now have walked into an even harder division. Yeah, but I think I think they're in the five, six, seven range in terms of this division. Right. I think they could finish as high as fifth, and seventh is more the realistic route. Right, they'll battle with Ottawa. Yeah, at the up and coming teams. Uh, the Florida Panthers, my question for them is the tandem, because they're going to have to run this Spencer knight Sergey Bobrovsky tandem. Yep. Is it enough before they get to the playoffs? Because once they get to the playoffs, they're probably going to stick with Spencer Knight. 
But is the tandem enough to get them through this season? That's a good question because it's not really officially Spencer Knight's sophomore season because he only played, what, 10 games? Yeah, still a, still a rookie. Still a rookie, right? But unless uh, Bobrovsky's going to bring back his, I don't know, when was his best year when he was in Philly? I was going to say Columbus. Columbus I think he won a Vesna right? with Columbus. But since then, yeah, he's making way too much money for the for how good of a goalie he is right now. If if he can regain his form, wow, heads up, right? Yeah, it's but a scary team. To me, they, they just remind me of Carolina. Like, they're just neck and neck. And to me, Carolina's ahead because of, I just think they have better goaltending. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Same team. I I won't spoil it too much, but I'm going to say it. Funny enough, those two teams you said, I'm a lot higher on them than you are. Okay. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, which I wrote down this question not thinking very clearly about it, and it was, can they survive until Carey Price comes back? Obviously, that's a huge question mark of if he's coming back. Now right. I think it's just, do they just like ride with Jake Allen as their he's, starter? He's a 1B, right? He's not a bad goalie. No. Was, he's a number one goalie in St. Louis, so I don't, I don't think you're losing. You're losing a bit, but not enough. Going, oh my god! Like, what do we need to go and get a goalie? There's no panic button to to hit yeah. in Montreal. I I feel like everyone is overreacting to the off season they had. I just I think they're gonna still be that annoying team to play against. That yep. is definitely a tier below the top teams in this division. Yeah, but on a night to night basis, you're not gonna want to play Montreal. Right, like Toronto's noticing tonight, right? They're way, on paper, they're the better team, but, you know, they're only up 2-1. Yeah, Mon- Montreal will, they will hang in games throughout the season, and yep. I think they're a lot better than people think. Yeah, exactly. And they, it was great that they signed Suzuki, too. That was a big signing, I think. It'll end up being a cheap contract near the end. Going, He's only making $6 million or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a weird, because he signed the eight-year max, right. but it was $63 million. Right. Couldn't just give him eight by eight, $64 million. You needed to uh, save that $1 million. Yeah. But for Nick Suzuki, he doesn't care. He was happy with that contract. For sure. Habs fans will be happy because, to me, they have a number one center for, I, I, it's probably more than eight years, because I, I think they signed him early. Because they didn't want to lose him to the Hurricanes next year. <laughs> Another offer sheet. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, the question for them, is this a big jump no. similar to New Jersey? No, I don't think so. I I, I think the, that's the problem is expectations are going to be a little bit too high. You already got a huge distraction in my mind. Your captain's not playing. I think that's going to hurt you. And that, that is another thing. They start the season, we're recording this Wednesday, so they start Thursday and there's no Brady Kachuk. Yep. There's no Brady Kachuk in sight. Right it's going to hang over the team for the next few weeks. Like I, to me, this is one of those, if you've already committed this far, you might as well miss a few games to try to make a little more money. If you're Kachuk for sure. And then guess what? Who's next next year. That's the problem. I think with the ownership in Ottawa is why not just do like when Montreal did sign your guy and then you're good. Why is it always seem in Ottawa? It's always a contract dispute going back to, um yeah yasin yashin yeah yeah like it started then yeah so it's the same owner same ownership group i have a feeling that when shabbat comes up 
Guess uh, what? Shabbat already. Oh, they oh. Did, gave him an eight by eight, but they have all the. They signed Batherson, but they're gonna have the Shane Pinto, the right. Colin White. They right. have all these great young players. Tim yeah. Stutzla. Right. That they're gonna have to sign. Right. Don't tell me there's not gonna be a contract dispute. I bet you there will. Yeah. And and the goaltending, I just you can't trust it. Again, Matt Murray was questionable because he has he has the sniffles. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, which, again, if we're going to overreact to the first night, it was no. they played too much hockey, and now they're tired. My actual question is, is the back-to-back-to-back too much pressure? No. This team's loaded still. Um, they are doing exactly what um, the New York Islanders originally started. And then my ball hockey team, the Cap Heat, continued to do, which was you change your third line every year. So you get fresh guys in there that are hungry, haven't won it before, and put you over the top because those are the guys that are going to score you big goals at big times. It is. It is. It's another linear move. It's They didn't get worse. It's Corey Perry. It's Pierre-Edward Belmar. They're giving Taylor Radish a shot. Yep. They bring back Zach Bogosian. It's just they've made all these smart moves where, to me, I have them lower in terms of making the playoffs. But to me, I just don't think they care as long as they get in. Exactly. That's, yeah, here's a team that does, I don't care if they get home ice advantage. I'm sure they don't care. No. Uh, finally. They learn from Columbus yeah. from getting swept that it just <laughs> get in and we're good enough to beat anyone anywhere. Because weren't they third in their division? Yeah. <laughs> right, Florida so they was were, the home they team. were, yeah, they were not the home team in their first. Were they for the third round? Uh, who did they play in the third I don't round? Know, just gonna ask you that because I can't go by conferences. Because yeah, it Ve- was... Vegas played Montreal, and Tampa Bay played. Dallas? Oh, the Islanders. Oh, right, Islanders. Yeah. So an- another team uh, that's gonna jockey with them. Right, and I think the Islanders. Do they have home ice? Game no, I think I think Tampa. No, Tampa Bay did because yeah, okay. uh, Gord, a guy that's not going to be on the right. team this year. Right. But I, I do agree that they made the right moves. That you don't like that that third line isn't there anymore. But you right. also see the contracts they got, and you realize well they weren't going to keep them anyways. That's right. Yeah, they're not going to. Yeah. Uh, our last team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. It just Ooh. happened to be alphabetical, but <laughs> their their big question, and it's going to be for time. Is the regular season enough? Is regular season success enough? I think we already know the answer is no. Right. But getting into the playoffs doesn't seem like their struggle. No. It feels like they're Tampa Bay a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they just... They just... (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like the hockey gods just don't want them to win, and they will... Again, like I say every year, how are they going to lose this year? Because they are good enough to win it all. I'm again. I hate the Leafs, but I can tell you they could very easily win the Stanley Cup. But they won't. Why? That's the big. That's my big question. That's what you should have <laughs> how, asked. How me. do they? How lose? do they lose? Because they've done it so many ways. I I don't know. They're running out of ways at this point. I can't think. Well, I guess a COVID outbreak, right? They haven't. Had, they never had that. So maybe they get that this year. Well, they did, they blew a three one lead. So I guess three nothing would be the next. The next step, blow a three nothing yeah. series lead. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they've blown a three one lead a few times, though, right? The Boston series was three one too. Yeah, yeah, it, and that the, was heartbreaking. Maybe it's a 
Yeah, because even the teams they've lost to, the I think it's not the worst way they would lose, but it would have to be like they play Ottawa and they lose <laughs> right, to Ottawa. Right, because that's a team that they seem to actually handle back in the early 2000s. Yeah, because Boston, Montreal, because they also don't have another rival. Like, no, no it's not, not really. Columbus. No, exactly. It used to be the Flyers, but it's not the same. Not in the same conference. But I'll, I'll go with um, they will fall behind three games to nothing, win the next three games, <laughs> oh and then lose in game seven in overtime. Because I don't think they've done that yet. That so is... that would be yeah, another knife in the back. Yeah, that would be amazing. If you can find any space on your back if you're a Leafs fan. Cause... <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how they do it. I don't know how they keep losing the way they do. Yeah. The way they do is just more impressive than anything else. They're the Atlanta Falcons of hockey. Do we we can't change that to the Detroit Lions now? Uh, no, because the Lions are just bad, right? At least Atlanta Falcons and the Leafs, they're good. They just find ways to lose badly. There's a difference. Yeah. I, I tried to spin it to make myself feel better. Uh, not gonna happen. I will give you now my playoff predictions. Okay. In the East. Yep. From the Atlantic. Yep. I have Florida as the number one seed. Okay. I agree with you. I have Boston as the number two seed. Yep. Tampa Bay as the number three seed. Yep. And in that wild card spot. Yep. The Philadelphia Flyers. Ooh. Not quite sure on that one. And in the Metro. Yep. I got the Carolina Hurricanes as the one seed. Yep. I have the New York Islanders as the two seed. Yep. The New York Rangers as the three seed. Yep. And the wild card team on that side. Yep. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. I, and then, so who's your bubble team then? Who would be your team on the outside looking, on the inside, on the outside looking in? To me, there's, be there's close. three. There's yep. three that I had in that conversation. Okay. Montreal. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And because i thought it would be a bigger jump the devils gotcha okay is there another team you throw in that mix no i i would leave the devils out but yeah i definitely put montreal and the other team you said i already forgot uh pittsburgh yeah yeah they'll be in the mix and washington i was washington is the team that i'm very low on but it it wouldn't shock me they'll be i think they'll still be a bubble team i don't think they're gonna fall apart and be 20 game 20 points out of a playoff spot uh, do you want to hear the Western Conference, or do you want to hear how the East, how I have the playoffs going? Uh, go ahead with the East, sure, if we're already there. Uh, so I have Florida beating Philly in yep. the first round. Yep. I have Tampa Bay beating Boston. Okay. In a very big major upset, I have the Leafs beating the Hurricanes. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I have the Islanders beating the Rangers. Freddie Anderson loses to his former team. Okay, and sorry, you have what? the Isl- Islanders beating the Rangers. Okay, yep. Uh, I have Florida beating Tampa in the second round to get to the conference finals. And because you said you wanted to add a new way for the Leafs to lose, they went around. They're the underdogs. Who do they have to go and face? Not only their captain's former team, but but also Lou Lamorello. And the Islanders just suck the life out of the Leafs. And it's a six or seven game series. And the whole time everyone's just like, we we know the Islanders are going to win, but it's how heartbreaking is this for Toronto? Right. And coming out of the Eastern Conference, I had the New York Islanders beating the Florida Panthers. 
Wow. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Uh, to the Western Conference, where I have in the Pacific, I have Vegas, so the number one seed, Edmonton, number two, and Vancouver, number three. Okay. So not even bad. Well, I guess they would be in a wild card fight at that point, but right. I, I think they come they'll, out on they'll top. They'll make a regular spot. Uh, I'm going to save who the wild card team is because I have both wild card teams coming out of the Central. Okay. Uh, in the Central, this is this is one of my. You know, we have a podcast. We're an hour and 51 minutes into this. Yep. I think the Winnipeg Jets are the number one seed in the Central. Okay. And then have Colorado number two. Wow. St. Louis, because that's yep. what St. Louis does, the number yep. three. Yep. I have Minnesota as a wild card team. Okay. Playing the Jets. And Dallas as the other wild card team okay. playing Vegas. All right. And I think, weirdly enough, I think um, Chicago hangs around the wild card race. Yep. I think uh, who's the other team I had? I think Calgary and Seattle will both really be in the race. Okay. I do have I have Calgary above Seattle, but it was close. L.A. and Seattle became an even more interesting conversation. No Nashville. No Nashville. Okay. I have them finishing seventh in their division. I wow. think they're going to be behind Chicago and well. I guess even it, it makes more sense because I have five playoff teams coming out of the Central. Okay. Uh, so in the playoffs, I have Vegas beat Dallas. I have Edmonton experiencing heartbreak once again. Yep. Lose to the Vancouver Canucks. Wow. I have Winnipeg beating Colorado. I spoiled that. Winnipeg beating Minnesota. Colorado yep. being, beating St. Louis. Right. I have Vegas and Colorado. Again. Meeting in the, this time in the conference finals. Right. Colorado gets over that hump. I have the Colorado Avalanche advancing to the Stanley Cup final. Right. Not only in the Devon Taves Stanley Cup final. Yep. I have the Colorado Avalanche as my Stanley Cup champion. Wow. I think this is their year. All right. I think I picked them last year. You did. What was your do you, Colorado Carolina? Who who would be your Stanley Cup pick this year? Your <clears throat> matchup winner, whatever you want. Um, Stanley Cup champions. Um. I would go with Florida over Vegas because hmm. Vegas is very good at getting to the Stanley <laughs> Cup final or getting very close. Another another heartbreaking. Would what would be Vegas Toronto? Who would have to win that series for it to be more heartbreaking? Is it? I mean, <laughs> it would obviously be Toronto, but like Vegas yeah. has gotten so close every time. Where if yes. you like from day one was a diehard Vegas fan, right. you've had a tough few years. But at least you're, yeah, tough. If you would say that originally, you think, because uh, they're expansion team, they only won eight games, ten games. No, they've been close, but too close. Yeah. Right? Like, even if you really think about it, they lose in the first round, but there's no way they should have lost that. They changed the rules because of that. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, they've had some heartbreak for sure. And I, I can't believe, I still can't believe they lost to Montreal. <laughs> It, it still doesn't make sense if we're, we're right. starting the next season. But they did have their number one center missing, which was the key ingredient to Montreal winning those three rounds. And hence the reason why they lost their fourth round is the team they played did not lose their number one center. Very true. 
Uh, I'll quickly roll through some awards. Uh, Selkie, especially because I like the Flyers making the playoffs. Sean Couturier yeah. feels like a guy He's that deserves to win this. You, for sure. Yeah, just signed a nice seven-year deal, I think it was. So that's that was nice to see that that's out of the way. Again, there's a good franchise that looks are gone. gone. That's right. I feel like a lot of these picks make sense. I wanted them to make sense with what I'm picking going into the playoffs. Right. So Jack Adams, I have Travis Green with the Vancouver Canucks. Because, of, yeah, I would give it to him too if they make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, the Calder, this is going to be – I wanted to read you some of the odds because it's fascinating. A, the guys that still are considered rookies. Right, right. So Cole Caulfield is the favorite. Right. To me, he's just – he's not like he's not a rookie, but he only he, played a few regular season for games. Sure, for sure. Zegras, who I mentioned, Spencer yeah. Knight, again, played a few NHL games. Yeah. I didn't know Alex Nedeljkovic is still a Calder Trophy wow. candidate. Wow. He played all last year for Carolina. I don't understand. Oh, he didn't he play was, enough games, probably. I think he was nominated for the Calder last year, right. and he's going to have he's a still, second chance <laughs> at it. He could have won the Calder twice. Look at that. That would have been a stat, eh? I won the Calder twice. The only time in history that that. Yeah, because they had three goalies, right? So he probably played under the minimum 25 games or something Damn. in the regular season. Uh, Interesting. Wow. A couple couple more Red Wings, more at Cider. Yep. Uh, Lucas Raymond is on the list. He's a little lower. Marco Rossi, it's good to even see that he has a chance at playing hockey right. after his battle with COVID. Alex Newhook, who played some games with Colorado last year, probably going to get a better, bigger role this year. Yep. Vasily Pot Colson with Vancouver, another guy who I didn't even mention with Vancouver being good. He comes over from Russia and has taken a year or two longer than he's had to, but I kind of right. I kind of like that maturity walking in. Uh, they have Quentin Byfield probably not winning the Calder. Yeah, I think the injury might slow him down right off the bat. Uh, Jamie Drysdale, I thought was interesting, an interesting oh, yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, Bowen Byram, who didn't play enough NHL games, so he's going to have a shot again. and hopefully a bigger role. Uh, Nick Robertson with the Leafs, who didn't make the Leafs. Right. Uh, I'm going to skip my winner because Vitaly Kraftsov, Jeremy Swayman, Matt, Matt Boldy. Do you know who is considered a rookie? Michael Bunting. Really? Doesn't doesn't make sense to me, but he's on this list. Shane Pinto. Arthur Kaliev is a great one because he feels like one of those guys who just always scores no matter what level you put him on. Right. And he's an American for some reason, even though he's looks 100% Russian and has a last name like Kaliev. Right. Uh, also, Connor McMichael. But my pick, and it's not one of the top two Red Wings, I'm going to pick Lucas Raymond. It's going to be my homer pick, but yep, I just yep. think he's going to get top line minutes with Larkin right. or with uh, Verana out. He'll play with Larkin and Bertuzzi, and he'll get a chance to put up goals. Like, right. You could. It's almost impossible to get the Calder right. I picked Kaprizov last year, but that was because he was 24 years old. Yeah, as a not rookie. really a rookie. A few of these guys aren't rookies. Like, good, good for Caulfield. I hope he wins this award. That'd be great for him. Yep. But he also has Stanley. Like he, he's played more playoff games than he has regular season games. That's right. Yeah. It'll it'll take him a month or two to catch that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Norris, especially I, I even it's funny that I have Colorado finishing second, but I still think it's Kale McCarr. I think he's yeah, he's yeah, he's just and he's just starting to get good. That's what's scary about him. 
there's there's major improvements just, still coming. Just injuries, right? He kind of got injured. If he can stay out of that, he'll be fine. Uh, Vesna, because I think they're the number one team in the Central Division, how could you go wrong with a guy like Connor Hellebuck? Yeah. Hopefully he... Because now he doesn't have Laurent Bossois, who I don't think is a great backup, although right. I'm sure he'll be fine in Vegas with the team in front of him. I hope Eric Comrie steps into that role where Hellebuck doesn't have to play 60, 65 yeah, games. Yeah, I bet you they'll try and li- limit him to 55 or so. He's the easiest uh, amount of time there in the nets. Uh, my final two awards is I just want it to be different. Everybody's going to pick Connor McDavid to win the Ted Lindsay, to win the Hart Trophy. So I thought, who are two guys that deserve this award, even if they don't win it? So okay. I, I didn't. I just wrote down the two names, and I, you could pick whichever award means more to you. Right. Alexander Barkov with Florida. Okay, yep. And although he's missing the first game of the year, Nathan McKinnon is the second right. best player in hockey. Yeah, exciting-wise anyway. And he just kind of gets ignored because McDavid exists. Exactly. He ultimately probably wins this award, and the Art Ross, and yep. the – I mean – He's the same type of player, except he's right-handed. Yeah, <laughs> as Connor McDavid, really, like speed for speed, shot for shot. I don't know. They're, um actually, the only thing I would say McKinnon might be better at is one-timers. But what I heard, uh, Drysaddle uh, had an interview. That's what McDavid's been working on, probably because he's seeing. Oh, he's a little bit better than me. I better, better smarten up and <laughs> better be the number on one that. player. That's it, it. I just I wanted to pick two guys that are just different. Like it, everyone yeah. will pick McDavid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, it's almost like when Gretzky was around. You're gonna pick Gretzky. Because why? Because he's like the greatest player. So yeah, of course you're gonna pick him. Why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And we'll wrap up this episode. That's all I got. But uh, time to get to your bad, good, and great. Oh boy, I got lots of those. We might be here for another hour. I like this in a very special two-hour edition special edition we're into the into the second hour i kind of i saw this coming for not only have like football i feel like we kind of ran through baseball playoffs you need to give it its time but obviously hockey is usually our number one sport right um so the bad we kind of already i only had one bad because again this is a wicked weekend for sports and um some of the plays you may or may not have seen but anyway just the the bad had to be the Red Sox ghosts are out after that ground rule double that really the Rays should have at least got one run out of that and they really didn't get anything and I just thought they got cheated and again I it could have been Milwaukee against Atlanta I would have said the same thing like yeah. I, I, I'm talking from a neutral point of view to say that and yeah so I, I don't think the umps got that right because you're supposed to get two bases based on that because yeah why why wouldn't every player try and do that then because you know the guys rounding third when you're when the ball's getting hit off the wall yeah right either you're making the play or you're, you're gonna knock it out of bounds yeah so it anyway is, it is definitely it's, in the off season it's gonna be one of the few things that's gonna be changed for sure they'll look at that or like i said they'll just force the red Sox put your wall <laughs> which is boards up to another three or four feet so that can't happen but uh um, all right, so for, for good, I got quite a few for these ones as well. OHL, the OHL's back. I think that's good. <laughs> that is, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> they didn't have a season last year at all, so maybe we can go watch a couple live games. And I just think it's good to be for it to be back. We, you miss an entire year of junior hockey. Hopefully, we'll get the 
Canada Russia series again. I'm assuming that'll be back. So I just thought that that was kind of neat. Just just a general statement. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got to see um, the 17 pitch at bat uh, between Meadows and Rodriguez, which was unbelievable. Which kind of even overshadowed when Mike Zanino had a couple of those at bats. Right. Where the, he got into double digits, but Austin Meadows yeah. definitely. 17 and just, yeah, like neither one was giving in, right? Like Rodriguez was throwing right around the strike zone and Meadows kept fouling them off. Like it was, thank God I taped that game. Like that, <laughs> No wonder that game takes like four hours to play when you got one guy up there for 20 minutes. Um, and then sticking with baseball again, I don't know if you got to see that Lorenzo Kane catch or almost catch. He went full speed into the wall, caught the ball, but because he ran so fast and hit the fence, yeah. again, a proper wall in, where would that have been? In Milwaukee? Yeah, it was in, I think it, that one was in Milwaukee. Anyway, um, he couldn't move his neck. Like, I couldn't believe he was he stayed in that game, but stayed in the rest of the series. But I seen him on second base, and he's doing this. Because <laughs> you could tell, like, he had, you know, those um, black tape that the tennis players usually wear when they have, like, injuries, yeah. but it's not really injury. He had, like, five of them down his neck. Like, he couldn't move his neck. Poor guy. But, it, like, he, and he caught it. But what he it fell because he hit the ground and the ball came out. But like he wasn't moving. Like I I thought, well, he's done for sure, right? But it wasn't even effort. It wasn't even a question of like, is he going to be okay to keep playing? It was, is he okay? Exactly. Yeah. Like, are we taking him to the hospital now, or you know, once we can make sure he's still moving? Yeah. Um. Anyway, I yeah, that was incredible. Um. And then, of course, we talked about the Raptors just again. The It's a question mark season, so but I think it's good. Like, it's better than – I think they're going to do better than they did last year. It's a it's a fun question mark. Right. It's a no expectation question no, it, mark. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Like I said, they could win 15 games or they can win 40. I'm not quite sure how things are going to pan out, so we'll see. Um, all right, going into the great – and we we I, you, I think you're gonna have to just start putting this on the list. NCAA football this weekend was the greatest weekend of football I have ever seen. Ever seen, like these could have been four playoff games. They were so exciting. Did you did you see any of the highlights of any of them? I the first one I'll talk about is the Red River, Texas Oklahoma. What a game! And in a game where Spencer Rattler is the Heisman candidate. I don't I think candidate. he's terrible. He wasn't even the hero. It was the, They bring in Williams, the backup. The freshman. The freshman, who throws, like, unbelievable passes. The first play of the game is a touchdown. Like, you just knew it was going to be one of those games, right? Like, Texas was up, like, 21 nothing in that's, the first ten, was, five minutes of the game. That's what I was going to ask was, I didn't know if the comeback was 21 nothing or 21-7. But or, either, either way, it is... Maybe like the second greatest rivalry in college football. It yeah, it's up there for sure, for sure. Um, I so I guess I'll go I'll go in order of the games, uh, of the excitement because, um, and I left this one on, but I will talk about it. Um, was the Auburn game? Auburn played the number two. Number three, 
were so many good games. I'm trying to remember who Auburn. They got, it ended up being 34-10, but it was actually closer than the score indicated. It was 18 against uh, three. Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. Who like it before this weekend? I would have said Georgia and Alabama are on a collision course for the championship. Now I'm like, yeah, maybe not. I think they're still two of the best teams. But anyway, that was a good game. Any other weekend, I would have said, wow, that was actually a good game. Score was no indication, but yeah, Georgia was the better team. And I, I, I'm just not a big fan of Bo uh, Dix or Mix. Uh, Knicks. Thank you. Um, he just made a couple of questionable, th- like a, a couple of Joe Burrows, like what are you doing throws. Yeah. And it kind of cost them in the end. So anyway, next game was your Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> against Nebraska. What a great game this turned out to be. I thought it was, it was kind of a snooze fest, like in the first half. And then I don't know what happened in the second half, but all of a sudden it's like the offenses figured out both the defenses on both teams. And it became and, – and um, Michigan went with their backup quarterback who I think he's got a little bit more wheels than um, – uh, McNamara. McNamara. So that's why they used him. And it was effective. I couldn't even think about who their backup was. Oh, J.J. McCarthy. I always think it's going to be McCaffrey, but I, I don't right. think he's there anymore. He was in Nebraska. Like on Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he's the... Um, no, because it's still... Uh, Martinez. He's in his Martinez. year five or year six. Which is actually kind of part of the great because it's... it's uh, some of these players should be graduated... And, you know, some of them aren't good enough to be NFL players, but they're great college players. So now they actually get a sixth year of football, which is kind of neat, right? All right. We're getting close to the end. <laughs> Our, I don't know if you got to see the Arkansas-Alabama game. Whoa, what a game this turned out to be. You mean um, Texas A&M? No, no. Arkansas, who is uh, ranked um, 13th. Against Ole Miss, who oh, was ranked Miss. 18th. Okay. You said Alabama. Oh, did I? Sorry. Because Ole Miss played Alabama last week. Right, and it was right. Yes, the... and they both got smoked. Ole Miss and Arkansas both got smoked uh, last week. Boy, did they ever make out for it this week. I think Corral wins the Heisman. I just I think he's that good. But again, this was, I think, the it will, there was a basketball score, really. And I liked what Arkansas did. I, I would always do this, too. Um you're down by one, last play of the game. What are you going to do? Might as well go for two at the two-yard line rather than kick an extra point, especially in the type of overtime in the NCAA. I think it's a little harder. It's more of a gamble that you think you're going to win because in the NFL, you flip a coin, you get the ball, you score a touchdown, it's game over. The yeah. NCAA, both teams get a chance. It's not like you know you just have the ball and you can go down and control it. So I, I liked his choice. He's at the two-yard line. Let's get the two-point convert version and win. I think if we're making a case for Matt Corral to win the Heisman, I think that should be a big piece of it. Is Arkansas knew if they had to go to overtime, right? They would they, just keep scoring. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah, they just neither team in any part of this game. The defenses and actually, oh, Miss's defense is is actually decent. They at the beginning of the year they were saying they're real, real bad, but uh, they've actually been decent like better than what expectations are so i think they're going to be they could, could be like a close to a playoff team i think come Cor- to the end of the year corral is the evolved version of kyle trask i think he's everything right. we wanted kyle trask yeah, to, yeah be. to be exactly yeah 
yeah, he just he he can really run uh, where Trask couldn't. But uh, okay, and then that just yeah leads me into finally somebody <laughs> decides they can beat Alabama because uh, the quarterback for Texas A&M played just he he did throw one pick which I thought was going to cost them the game, but other than that he just he, he was like a super manager of a game which they really I didn't think they were going to win, but yeah they figured it out because. They were up by 10, but then uh, Alabama started coming back, and I thought, oh, here we go again. But Alabama's defense, I think, is just – it's good, but I don't think it's great because before they can usually win games with their defense if their offense isn't playing that that well. Because I think – is it Young is their quarterback? Yeah. He, he was good. He did kind of – he had a couple of mistakes in the game, but really, yeah, like – it came down to a last-second field goal. So if I'm sure if you're Texas A&M and, and you're saying, okay, before this game, will you take a field, you know, a long field goal attempt to try and win this game? Of course. Yeah, especially because if you gave them that scenario, it was, okay, so we're down by one, down by two, and we actually have a shot. Right. Not it's a, Which is kind of almost not took because it was an amazing moment, but it almost took the pressure off the kicker because if right. you miss this, you still get to go to overtime. You That's still right. Have You're a still shot. in it. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You're not winning or losing this game. You're either winning or going to overtime. So, But, yeah, I just finally a, an assistant coach of Nick Saban's beats him for the first time ever so i just thought that was yeah that, again that was another outstanding game just yeah just college football this weekend was i don't know if there's going to be a better weekend than there was this weekend in football did you see the uh side by side with the kicker and his family as no. he was lining up so it's his his dad his i think it's his wife and his mom and they have it side by side of as he's setting up to kick and they're like standing and cheering and it almost felt like a double win for them because okay. he's the one that won the game for right, them. Right. It was it was a really cool moment. Wow. Cuz it was also a family moment in the Arkansas Old Miss game where I think both uh offensive coordinators for for each team are brother-in-laws. Oh. Yeah. I remember that happened with Green Bay San Francisco. They had some connect well no, I was going to say LaFleur, but I'm pretty sure there was a LaFleur connection and someone was like a best man at a wedding. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, and I got one more um, one more for greats. Um, going to baseball again. Did you happen to see the crazy play that uh, Uraeus made uh, where the catcher on a foul ball uh, almost close to the fence um, dropped it, but the third baseman, Urias, was smart enough to get close to it. The guy fumbled it. And he, it, when you see the you, – you watch this I'm replay gonna... ten times, and I'm not quite sure if he caught it. It's almost like he didn't, but there's no way you could tell that in real time. They went to the replay. They did call him out. I, I'm still not quite sure. It, like Again, from a neutral party, I'm like, I don't know if he caught it, but I don't know if he didn't catch it. And it was just, it was so close. But what a smart play by him to just be anywhere close to the catcher and be in that position to be able to almost make that catch or make that catch, depending on how you look at it. So, wait, did you say it was Milwaukee, Atlanta? Okay. So I it thought, was the I Brewers, you... Brewers catcher. 
Oh, wait, no. Fumbled it close to the screen, and Urias just happened to be right there. And then, like, the next batter, Urias makes this outstanding play at third base. It was like a hotched one, one hopper to him and throws him out. Like, it was, like, the two, two greatest plays in a matter of, like, two minutes. I thought you were going to bring up the uh, the Adamas catch where he ran like ha- like from shortstop to uh, basically to the seats, right? And so like kind of just like, like kind of just threw his glove and caught it. Right, right. Oh my god! Okay, I did just see this. Wow. <laughs> but like they showed the replay a hundred times and w- nobody was sure whether yeah. <laughs> you, you <laughs> he, he like threw it. He tell. like threw it off of his glove. I think it's one of those. It because he celebrated. That's why they gave it to him, right? Yeah, like because he just. How he, can you over like again in real time? There's no way you could tell. It looks like he caught it right in real time, but in, even in the replay, how do you overturn that? It's just did it touch the yeah, ground? It's it is really close. It's, so like again, it's just baseball playoffs. Everything is just so much more inflated, hyped. It, yeah, but anyway, the the defense in that series was unbelievable. Milwaukee, Atlanta, like if I know it's boring because there's not a lot of runs, but I'll tell you that the infield, I would take any of those infielders on either Atlanta or Milwaukee uh, on the Yankees anytime because, like, yeah, that was that was impressive. It was it it was good to see these series where we had like Houston, Chicago. That was the shootout. Right, because they were they were they showed that as the stats like the American League they were averaging I think it was eleven point six runs per game like for the, the whole yeah. series, and the National League was like three point four or something. Right? It it was it is the the NL kind of it kind of proves the NL is the more I don't want to say smart to be mean, but it right. it's more like calculated for sure because you always have one guy that comes up to bat that isn't a batter. Right, so what are you gonna do? Right, are you gonna bat him, or do you br- bring in a pinch hitter, and now you're gonna lose that pitcher? And then you always have to like double. They always double, double switch. switch. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more thinking for sure in the National League, but is it more exciting? Yeah, it can be, I guess. Right, that's and I guess that's kind of all these years. That's what's differentiated the two leagues, the American League, National League. I don't know. Lots of questions for MLB. In this off season, yeah. But the number one, they better uh, more playoff teams. Just uh, I don't care because of the Yankees, they'll probably get in anyway. That's I just find it's more interesting. It'll be an even better race, and this race down the stretch was amazing. The str- and these playoffs, like again, we wouldn't have these if we didn't have an extension already. We'd already be in the American League and National League Championship Series, so we wouldn't even have these series. So Atlanta wouldn't have been there. Right, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. They would have, well, they would have. It would have been the Dodgers that missed the playoffs. Right, and with hundred. Yeah, imagine. How do you think ML, the MLB would feel? Right, they got a team with a hundred and what do they win? One hundred and six games, one hundred and seven yeah. games, missed the playoffs. Where a team with eighty-eight wins is going to the National League Championship Series. So yeah, there's some. They got some things to work on there. Hopefully, they get past their old ways. Uh, my last thing before we go is uh, is Jalen Hurts gonna shred the Bucks defense on Thursday night? Yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm a little bit down on the Bucks defense. Like I thought they were, I thought maybe it was just um, 
the Rams that maybe had figured them out. And but yeah, they seem to be okay. Like Dallas figured them out too. Like Dallas could have beat them. Yeah. Right. They just said we're not going to run. You figure you got a good uh, run defense. I don't even know if their run defense is up to par because no one's challenged it yet. Yeah. And Hertz Hertz is going to be the guy. He can be yeah, this again. He's the either he's very similar to Allen, where they'll have runs where it's not a scramble run. He's running because that is the play. Yeah. Or there he's going to run because it's a scramble play. So yeah, that it. I think that'll be an interesting game. I think the Eagles are better than. I, most people are predicting them to be like a four or five win team. I think they're probably the second best team in that division after up to week five, including week five at this point. Yeah, I, I think that's right. that's fair. <laughs> and it's and they weren't even a part of the playoff discussion. They no, could, they could play yeah. themselves into it. Absolutely, but right yep. now. Yep, yeah, they're at least the second best team in their division, and they might not necessarily be the worst division in the NFC anymore. So that's not a bad factor. That's not a great factor, but I mean, it's better than, yeah, most people had them finishing last in that division. I don't think they're going to finish last. I think they're better than, especially if the Giants have, are going to lose Jones and have you, are they out long term? Uh, that and Barkley? I, Barkley, the only. Barkley, I would think, because that, yeah, his foot was three times the size there. It's like uh, the Grinch <laughs> with his heart. Yeah. yeah that did jo- Jones, it's also, you never know. Yeah. He could be back this week. That's right. It's concussion, right? I thought it was a shoulder, to be honest with you. I thought he hurt his shoulder just the way that he, he landed. But, yeah, concussions are unknown. Who knows? Uh, so that about wraps it up for this one. Marathon. Well over two hours. Because it, it was the one of the best sports weekends of all time. So we had lots to talk about. We did. Uh, so we'll be back. This is, this is what I'll quickly plan this. I think we have to do Friday. Which is going to be weird because it's basically almost Thursday already. Then we'll have to do right. fri- Friday for. So we have a couple days of sports because there's no sports on tonight. Like other than the two hockey games I just watched, there's no baseball on. I feel now I feel like I got the jitters. Like I, I've got I need a little shot of sports. So yeah, well Thursday you'll get Giants, Dodgers, do or die. Right. Thursday and night th- football. football. Right. That's true. And then some more hockey. And then we'll be back Friday to Red Wings, preview. Lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. Uh, we'll be back Friday to preview. Well, I mean, there'll probably be a few sports stories, but it'll be more just to preview the rest of week six. Gotcha. All right. And besides that, we'll see you next time.